Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Good morning, video games. Welcome to Filthy Casuals, a podcast about video games hosted by three very kind and extremely knowledgeable boys. Thank you very much for joining us. My name is Tommy Dasselow and with me as always... G'day Tommy, it's Ben Vanell here. I'm uh, kicking off this episode with another drink review. Mm-hmm. It's another crazy gamer drink. This week I'm taste testing Mount Franklin Lightly Sparkling Lime Mineral Water. Don't mind the flavoured sparkling water. Yep, yeah. I wonder what our third co-host thinks of flavoured sparkling mineral water. Me, being Adam Knox, thinks... <laughs> I <laughs> I think... Uh, Knox is Mount- doing this episode drunk, by the way. <laughs> yeah. I'm taste testing six pints. <laughs> no, I'm completely sober and I have been for years. I, um, <laughs> years? Yeah, years. <laughs> okay. Wow. I'm when was your last drink? 1978. <laughs> wow, that's a uh, long time yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. You should see my AA chip. Uh-huh. It's one of my hubcaps. <laughs> It's a big, it's a big one. Uh, I don't like the taste of the Mount Franklin flavored sparkling waters because they're a little too weak for me. They are very weak. I'll give you that. Just, just enough taste to be annoying. You know when like music is on slightly too low and you can't quite make it out, and mm-hmm. so it's more irritating because your brain can't quite latch onto it. Now that I agree with. Yeah, this I is the flavor version of that. I don't because it's also water. I would rather just have water though, or give me right. a lime tasting drink. If you go half and half. Then who's happy? I had a a a a, a, a version of this yeah. different brand that was like the same. It was a lime mineral water, really limey, and I hated it. <laughs> you really? are you always going on about how you hate limeys? Oh, those <laughs> fucking limeys! <laughs> You're always talking about it. Uh, I this is just right for me. Okay, yeah. weak man. <laughs> Can you remember what the uh, brand of lime? Sparkling water you had was Gatorade. (laughs) (laughs) Bit strong. It was something. (laughs) Because I've been a big fan, and I'll be devastated if this is the one you don't like. Yeah. And this is a this is a product review. Okay. From me on the pot, I want everyone to head out. I don't know if you can get this outside of Australia. Head down to your local supermarket, Mm. folks. Get your hands on a big bottle of Waterford's. Flavoured sparkling water, Tahitian lime flavour. Tahitian. Tahitian. Now look. I don't Surely know. a lime's a lime. I don't know where Tahiti comes into it. No. Well, I mean, I'm At guessing all. that's where the, li- the lime is from. Yeah. Hey, Thomas. But surely that li- lime <laughs> Hang on, hang on, hang on. Huh? Hang on. I think we're about to be rocked by a bombshell announcement. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry to break You're this to you. You're shitting me. <laughs> that is the exact one that I hate. You're shitting me. It's the exact one. It's I'm, too limey I, for me. I don't think I've tasted that one in particular, but I think... I'm with you, Tommy. Yeah, okay. If it has flavour to it, then it'll be good. It's very tart. It's like it's it lime flavoured. <laughs> <laughs> it tastes sort of citrusy. You're yeah. a tart. <laughs> <laughs> it's too much for me. There's um uh oh, what's the F? The brand that starts with F? 
fuck cunt? You don't know anything. <laughs> you don't know the names of anything. Can't wait to hear your video game review. Uh, <laughs> oh god, um, little plumber. I got a. Too many graphics. I don't know. Too many graphics. <laughs> All right, what about this? I'll bring, I'll get a bottle of Waterford's Tahitian lime. Yeah, and I'll, yeah, bring, yeah, I'll have yeah. it here for the pod next week. Sure. And Knox, you can give us the deciding vote. Absolutely, because I, I like even a, like a San Pellegrino, which is <laughs> the flavored <laughs> yeah. the flavored ones. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Yes. and they're yeah, yeah, barely yeah. a mineral water taste at that point. It tastes like a soft drink. Like a the blood, blood orange. Blood or- oh, blood orange yeah. San Pelli goes off. Yes. It's yeah. amazing. All right, my, my friend. Fish and chip shop does them. Yeah. And every time I go there, I say, oh, chuck in a blood orange. Oh, oh go yes. What kind of highfalutin fish and chip shop it is, is this? It's too stocking fancy. blood orange <laughs> yeah. San Pelli. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. It's, it feels weird to order order fried stuff from there because they do legit like fucking salmon and, and, and greens. Right. And okay. I never eat that. Dog shit. Yeah, most of them you're lucky if they've even got a Fanta in the fridge. Yeah, yeah, man, this place is crazy. You can buy alcohol and take it with you. Oh, at really? The, at the fish and chip shop. Interesting. You that can is walk rare. away with it. Okay, that's rare that you can get a yeah get a bottle and take it off premises. Cheap too. The um the Waterfords is it, yeah in terms of intensity Not of flavor. Not that I would touch the stuff. It's, <laughs> it's slightly below that of the San Pelli. Okay. The San Pelli would absolutely blow Brent's blow. God. <laughs> Blow, yeah, Brendan. Blow, blow <laughs> Brendan's brain off. Brendan Vanell. <laughs> I don't mind being Brendan, actually. That uh, that didn't didn't land too poorly. I can't find the one that I like, but it starts with an F. It's like... Fanta. A, uh, <laughs> no. Four no, cowards. It's not Mount Franklin either. <laughs> Flavorless. Uh, it's, uh, but it's great. It's like a LaCroix. Is that how you say LaCroix? I think it's Lacroix. Lacroix? Is that a... It sounds French, so I'm going to... Yeah, Lacroix sounds like how the French would say it. It's on a probably, no, I think it's Lacroix, actually, Lacroix? now that I think about it. Yeah. Lacroix? Lacroix? I have no I idea tr- what you're talking about. I would try... I would, yeah. Let's just cover our bases and say every possible pronunciation. Lacroix. Because there will be an American listener <laughs> going berserk at the moment over yeah. this. Right. And is that their one? That what? Their mineral water? No, that's a good one. Yeah, that's a good right. one. But Big brand in the States. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I feel like the one that I can't remember the name of that starts with F that is like, you know. Frentel? Yes! Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> That's They're the cheapest uh, big packs of bottle water that yeah. you get at the Woolies. Oh, yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. So but they do a good flavoured sparkling, you the say? The perfect balance, okay, in well, my opinion. A- all right. Zero flavour <laughs> and 100% water. I fill it from the tap. <laughs> okay, so you if you can get one of them yeah. and bring that yep. in next week yep. and then I'll get a Waterford's. And we could pit them <laughs> against each other. So happy to judge Knocks this contest. Blinds, blinds, absolutely. Like the old Pepsi heads. Okay. <laughs> I'm right. so afraid of drinking a liquid without knowing what it is when you've put it in front of me. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll do it if there's a chance that I'll get a lovely bit of mineral water. Yeah. Yeah. Favorite drink now as an adult. Favorite little treat. Yes, yeah, me same. too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. It's, it's cordial, but <laughs> I've grown up because I'm my branding is different now. Yep. Yeah, no, completely on the same page. Mm. Yeah. Oh man, I'm excited for this, Knox. You really, you're in for a treat. Uh, either <laughs> you're way, gonna love this Tahitian lime, my friend. I need, I need, uh, a, um, I need something to, like a palate cleanser in between. <laughs> yes, I was thinking that you can't have them one after the other. No. Really, I yeah. don't know if just water will do it. Either. Certainly, you, you can't <laughs> yeah. have Tommy's one first because that's so overpoweringly, grossly flavorful. But that. then I'll know. No, no, no. I've got to have like a something with like a very different flavor. To yeah. water Different consistency In between maybe. I guess so Maybe yeah. I just got a bite On a chicken Just maybe a, s- a, a white Small volume sort of uh. <laughs> 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 
can't believe you. Your response, I really thought you were deliberately setting us up for that. No, no. I thought we were doing a bit. I, I was serious. <laughs> no, but I in was all honesty, to sneak a little sarsaparilla out of you. Yeah, okay, you're right yeah. though. There does need to be a, a good palate cleanser in the middle, yeah. and it can't just be. Maybe it should just be a big glass of milk. <laughs> sure, oh, yeah. That's that's what they do with chili, right? It gets rid of hot flavors. I can have milk, spice. then normal water, and then you reset. Okay. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, Ugh. it's not ideal. Yeah. But no, but then. Mm, I would worry we'll about figure it out in between now and next <laughs> week. <laughs> we'll take suggestions, I guess, if people have done this before, perhaps. Have you ever run a taste test before? <laughs> yeah. Let us know how we should do <laughs> One this. One of the least, deliberately least flavorful drink. Like <laughs> yeah. it is meant Almost to be mild. Just water. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. All right. Well, strap in for that one, folks. It's yep. going to be a big week next week. <laughs> We're going to decide what the best color is: beige or cream. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so we got a we got a few games to review this week actually, and mm. we are as we've been saying for a little while we're going to do a big um, uh, spoiler filled wrap up of our thoughts of Kentucky Route Zero now mm. that we've all finished it. Uh, we're going to be doing that at the very very end of the episode after we've signed off and everything. Yeah, so a stick around for that. Section yes. Yes. is the is the branding. Yes, yep. stick around for that if you want to hear that. But uh, yeah, if you don't want to be spoiled. If you haven't played that game, then uh, don't stress. You're not going to accidentally mm. hear any um, hear anything that you don't want to hear. But yep. if you haven't played Kentucky Route Zero, I reckon you should. Yes. If you haven't, don't. I, if you think there's a chance you might play it, yeah. I reckon don't go. Well, I don't care. I'll just listen to the spoilers. It's no, a whole no. story. It's yeah. essentially a play. Yeah. Like yeah. it is a virtual play. Yeah. Don't listen to the spoiler thing unless you've played it and want to hear us talk about it because yeah. I think we'll be going in depth but yeah. we haven't done it yet so <laughs> maybe we'll just sc- scratch the surface and yeah. it'll be disappointing <laughs> oh but no, no I'm going to fist the surface man I'm going all the way in you're yeah. going to fist the surface yeah <laughs> that's a punch that's yeah well I'm not just scratching it no, that's, right that's scratch the surface is nothing as sexual it's I didn't ju- say it was. <laughs> you said fist. Fist. I'm just putting my whole fist. You know, I'm not using my little fingernail mm. to scratch the surface. I'm getting my fist. I'm putting well, it all the way in through the surface. Or something. <laughs> a coin. Yeah, to scratch something like a like a lotto ticket. Ah, uh, well now. Oh, there's some more. <laughs> well, in the now <laughs> it feels sexual. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll do that at the end, so you, yeah, yep. you don't have to listen if you haven't played it. Mm. So our pre-show meeting, we we went around the horn and we said, "What news have we heard of this week?" And uh, we decided. Nothing that we really cared to discuss. Yep. There's no. been stuff happened, but nothing that thrilling. Like a lot of it is stuff to do with games that are coming out soon. Mm-hmm. A lot of it is stuff that, you know, we really don't have anything to add to that you'll hear somewhere else, like the the death of a man. Yes. The guy who came up with the Konami code, he died, yep. and that's sad, but, you know, what are we going to say? Yeah. The only one thing was that Xbox uh, announcement. They kind of detailed some more stuff about the, the Series X kind of specs and stuff like that which a don't mean a huge amount to me honestly no, yeah they said roughly twice as graphically powerful as a one x and four times the processor speed of a, the original xbox one mm-hmm. which was notoriously weak so four times doesn't sound like that much yeah yeah <laughs> it yeah. sounds kind of like the step up from an xbox one to a one x up from a one x right if that makes sense sure um it do- even dumbing it down to like two times or four times like it's hard to picture that. Exactly. In real <laughs> you know? terms, like, what does that mean? It doesn't literally make it that much faster. Are there going to be two Master Chiefs now? Is Ooh. that what they're talking about? Or Whoa. is it Master's Chief? Yeah, it's probably Master's, it's master's Chief. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fuck that type of pluralization. It's funny. <laughs> <laughs> Inspectors General. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, um, what's that other one Adam's they've got Nox. over there? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Adam Znox. <laughs> My favourite game. <laughs> uh, that would be cool if your last name was Znox. Oh, it'd be would sick. It started with a Z and finished with an X. What a cool surname. Yeah, King oh. of Scrabble. Yeah. Absolute king of Scrabble. You can't use proper nouns in Scrabble, for one thing, so that mm. point points you out as the Scrabble pauper that you are. <laughs> yes. Well, Adam, there's nothing proper about you. <laughs> <laughs> um, the other thing they kind of expanded on was the fact that developers have the option to allow for a game that's purchased for an Xbox One yes. to carry on ownership over to a One X, and uh, sorry, a Series X, mm. and get that updated version of the game included in so cyberpunk 2077 yeah that's right that was cool that they yeah. said that yeah that if you own it if you own the original day one when it comes out when they do get around to like an upscaled upgraded version you'll just have that and yeah. so that'll be it well it'll be coming i don't know if they said that it'll be like at launch but there will be an upgraded version of Cyberpunk 2077 that was just an example game. Or yeah. like CD Project confirmed that they'll be doing that. They've just kind of said yeah when when yeah. that happens You'll have it. Mm. You'll get it. The, the, it was very much written out that developers have the option. So I don't think we'll be. It'll be the death of the remastered. No. Fucking four K oh, version of whatever. Right. Okay. So if if someone does put out, uh, hey, here's last generation's game remastered and it's full price or forty bucks or whatever again, mm-hmm. you know that they're conning you. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. They could have finally. It's clear. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but yeah, it was all pretty straightforward stuff. There was a, a, a you know detailed kind of list posted on on their website, but none of it was too exciting. And it's kind of stuff they I feel like they've said before, but it, just a little bit more detail. It's weird. This you mentioned Tommy before we started recording the the run up to both of these new consoles coming out. This drip of information yeah. makes the whole process seem very underwhelming. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Without really knowing any games that are in the mix. That's what we care about. Right. You Where previous generations it's felt like big press conference, here's what it can do, here's a new game that'll be coming out day one running on it, mm-hmm. get excited about playing this. Yeah. Whereas, yeah, we're just being fed, the drip fed these stats and just details about what the controller can do mm-hmm. with no idea of the practical application of it. And yeah. seemingly it. more of a, an admission that the first year or two of this will be games coming out for both generations. Of yes. Things. Yes. Yeah, exactly. So it yeah. really doesn't uh, seem appealing to me at all until there's like a God of War 2 and it's PS5 only or whatever. Right. Yep. There's no reason to get one of these to me. Yeah. Um, especially if... There, I think this was a couple of weeks ago now. If Sony starts getting more into publishing their stuff on PC, mm-hmm. which there was a rumor that Horizon Zero Dawn was coming over to PC and that Sony's thinking about being more open to that mm-hmm. idea and less exclusives in the next generation, which is something Microsoft's been doing and it's been working really well for them. Yes, clearly. yeah. So that would be fucking awesome. Yeah. If there was no need to own either of those, if if you didn't need a PS5 or an Xbox right. Series X and whatever else, that'd be fucking sick. <laughs> Just getting a new PC and having everything on that, everything in the one place. Uh, that would be amazing. Yeah. You can't... Well, I guess you can lie on your couch and play your PC. Yeah. But I think... It's an HDMI. I think that's the, that's the distinction people make, right? And probably will still make for a couple sure. generations. And those consoles will sell fine. And it's absolutely fine that they exist. Like, keep going with the consoles and people keep buying them. But if 
there's the option to have one thing mm. and to spend a bit more money on it, but kind of the same if you were to count it as both consoles. Right. Then I j- that would so deeply appeal to me to have no need for any of the other shit. I mean, yes. Yeah, I yeah. agree. It's not likely, surely, that they're going to be like, well, yeah, God of War 2 is on PC. No, I don't think Sony will do it for everything. Yeah, sure. And if there's fucking one game I want to play on one of those fucking things, yep. then I'm going to end up buying it, which sucks about my personality. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to have to happen. Uh, yeah. Certainly, if Sony do start doing it, I don't think it'll be uh, at the same time as it coming out on the PlayStation. Sure, I think it'll be sure, like in yeah, the case yeah. of... In the same way of like the reverse happens where stuff that's only on Steam or PC for a little while, maybe it takes a year or two mm. before it eventually gets ported over to consoles. Because well, it's definitely kind of be a PC similar thing. I don't know. I can't remember if that's come out yet, but that's showing up on PC at some point. Right. Uh, but they're certainly not in the... Yeah, not going to be in the same situation as Microsoft where it's like, you can buy this game now on either... Yeah. Or, no. hey, buy it on Xbox and you own it on PC. So well, and Sonally... Yeah. So, Sonally. Sony, <laughs> Sony definitely... <laughs> Sony definitely doesn't have the same interest in getting people to use stuff on a Windows machine. Sure. Yeah, yes. exactly. Yeah. The yeah. Microsoft does. Speaking of things that came out on PC a long time ago, but recently came out on consoles... Tommy, I believe <laughs> that you've been playing very, a game. Very, very nice. Yep. <laughs> Just um, one very. I don't think it's three varies worth of nice. I've been playing Flight Simulator. <laughs> um, I've been playing... When did you get divorced? Uh, <laughs> I've been playing uh, Two Point Hospital a little mm. bit this week. Mm-hmm. PC game from, I think, a year or so ago that just this week came out on all the consoles. And uh, I'm really enjoying it. It's basically what's it? Is it Theme Hospital? Theme is hospital, that what it's called? Yeah. It's basically that. Yeah. Um, although I've I haven't played. I don't think I've played like a kind of Sim City-ish style game for quite some time. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's that it's that kind of resource management kind of game, building a hospital, um, but with more of kind of a cartoony sort of bent to it, mm-hmm. like the diseases that people come in to have treated a sort of pretty out there and pretty zany for right. want of a better word like what um like there's you set up like a <laughs> you set up a um psychiatrist's office and then people come in who think they're rock stars and they're all dressed like freddie mercury right and so it's like that's the way that that's repre- I i guess it's kind of like a cute roundabout way of going these people need psychiatric help Right. Instead of the game having to make it too real world and potentially that makes sense. Full on and uh, I mean, I get you're dealing with sickness and hospitals and stuff, but and it's just turning it into a silly game. So yeah, the people have like lightheadedness and there's like balloons attached to their head and stuff like that. Right, right, right. Yeah. This sounds identical to Theme Hospital, and I quickly Does it do the same thing. Googled it's, I both think it's of the them. same people right. who worked on both. That makes sense because like in Theme Hospital, there's a disease called bloaty head. You've got a swollen head, mm-hmm. King Complex, where you impersonate Elvis Presley. Okay, it, how times have changed. <laughs> 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 like Alien DNA. Like it sounds, and it would make sense if it's the same company. Now it, people impersonate Freddie Mercury or um, Rami Malek. If you have Rami Malek disease. And you poorly impersonate Freddie Mercury. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for saying his name because I was like Taron Egerton. No, that was Elton John. <laughs> Fuck. Um, but yeah, I I started playing it last night and very quickly got sucked into it and spent mm. most of my night playing it. So it's like you know you you start off with this one block and you kind of it's it's got a really great sort of tutorial system like the kind of the way it kind of holds your hand and guides you through 
in the beginning phases because there is a lot going on and there are sort of things going on in the background that I don't quite understand how I could prevent them at this stage. So early on, almost Ben Vanell style yes. playing um, – Fire Emblem. Yes. A lot of my patients oh. kicking the bucket. <laughs> okay. You've got a bit more of an excuse when they are patients at a hospital rather than students at a school. <laughs> uh, I expect those people. Uh, I don't know. I, let's agree to disagree. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, like, uh, you know, I've got it all set up. I've got enough beds. I've got enough staff. But I think I'm hiring the wrong staff because you get right. – you can kind of browse through, like, wh- you know, which staff members are better at which and stuff. So I haven't quite got my head around, you know – doing the management thing of okay i need to put this person in here because they're better at that and these people are coming in with this the hospital does get pretty busy pretty quickly so there is a a lot to and looking at the screenshots and stuff i was Mm. like i don't know how i'm going to go with this it looks very overwhelming and it is but it does it does settle you in very nicely right and you're progressing and it gives you like objectives in each um hospital uh to clear and then you unlock a new one so you can then move and start fresh on this new one and kind of you unlock stuff in the new one that you can then go back to the original ones that you've got on the oh, go yeah. and kind of add so the only way to like fully progress and get your original hospitals to the best level they can be at is to go and unlock this new equipment and whatever right in the in the further on ones and then go back and add them in and all that kind of stuff I'm, I'm assuming that there's some level as well with this where you can't be on top of everything at once right i think i'd Sort of learning that that's part of it. Like, right. yeah, you can't play it perfectly and have no one in the hospital die. Like, it's it, people are going to come in and it, it there is, like, a degree of randomness, I think, in the way the patients come in and it'll tell you, like, percentage chance of being cured yeah, and all that kind of stuff when you kind of hover over the um, patients. It is very much, like, I mean, better playing it on a PC, for mm-hmm. sure. Like, the fact that you're having to... Hey, how are you controlling it? Mm-hmm. How are you controlling it on the Switch, I'm guessing? Yeah, on the Switch. Yeah. Just um, moving a cursor around? or Moving a cursor around and then right. opening a menu on the left by pushing the Y button. You know, just different, constantly having to kind of look. and But, you know, each bit, each little menu that you can go into permanently has the little button that you push to get to right. it. So it's not like right. you can ever get too lost. Um, but there is still a lot of, like, not not fully being as fluid as you possibly could be if you were playing it on a PC. Yeah, but right. there's really no way around that because it's a port of this style of game to a console. Sure. And and that and keeping that in mind, they still have done a fantastic job in getting it as good as it could be on a console. Like but nothing's ever going to compare to being able to have a mouse and very quickly yeah. and fluidly kind of, you know, zip through all of it. Um yeah, the style of it's great. I really like the kind of the the silly look of it. Mm. The um the music's really good. It's got like a hospital radio station that's kind of constantly playing ads and has talk back and stuff on it. That's not. I don't. I'm not finding it funny, but I'm also not finding it too cringeworthy. Mm-hmm. Like it's not like uh, you know we often talk about like the leety sort of um, OMG kind of style of humor. Yeah, the, it's the, not the over the top satire type. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's not awful. It's just like fine. It's just in the background. There's like a lot of different voices that kind of pop on and it does give a good, nice impression of like time passing. It's just this kind of background thing. Like a mm-hmm. bit of music plays, a, a voiceover will pop over. There's like announcements in the hospital that are like little jokes that, yeah. you know, it, it kind of, it all adds to the flavour of it. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm really, really enjoying it. I got hooked on it pretty quickly. Haven't played a resource management style game in a long time. 
Um, yeah, really recommend it. Nice. It's it's fun. I think you guys would like it. It so it is developed by the same company as as Theme Hospital, Bullfrog. Yeah. Uh, and I looked at some screenshots. It basically looks like a high definition remaster of Theme Hospital. I remember it being just described as a sequel. Basically. Yeah, yeah. And I yeah, like I love Theme Hospital. Mm. I can happily echo that recommendation if it's at all the same, which it looks like it is. Yeah, just getting stuck on the loop of like getting the and you know. Falling into, the, you know, early on, I feel like with these games, you have your budget and you're sort of like trying to play it a bit safe and then you start to feel like I'm never going to run out of money. Mm-hmm. And then I started going pretty wild and all of a sudden my hospital was like $40,000 in debt because <laughs> right. I was just hiring like the most expensive doctors, just building and building and building and building yeah. and not earning enough to get out of that debt because you earn money every time someone's cured. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So just yeah. not earning enough to get out of that like... So going like, all right, I got to. I guess I got to sell some of this equipment, mm-hmm. fire a couple of people to get myself back up out of the red. But just all those little mechanics of like, yeah, okay, this now I've got this room. This is all clicking along, and now I've now my money's gone up, so I can do this. Yeah, yeah. God, it really is. And then, hey, now you've unlocked this new area, so you get blank slate. You mm-hmm. go start completely all over again. You're gonna have different equipment. It's um, yeah, it's really addictive. Yeah, and yeah, a really good. Yeah, my whole night disappeared last <laughs> night without me really thinking too deeply about it. Yeah, cool. nice. I read an article that was um, a hospital administrator who played Two Point Hospital yeah. and gave a review of it and was saying that it is pretty representative of the feeling of running a hospital. Like, it's <laughs> obviously a cartoonified version of it. Yeah, right. But it's like, these people aren't getting a lot, or this person's a bit lazy, so they're not doing this good of a job here. Or And, you know, they, they, they were positive about it it was an interesting mm. thing to read well speaking from the Google other side that. of the equation having spent a lot of time in hospitals mm. I can't say that it's faithful to that experience <laughs> at all <laughs> okay alright interesting maybe glosses over a few things <laughs> hey we don't have a room for you go home <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm gonna die because I've been waiting in this there was one guy Fuck. who died because he was waiting too long for treatment and I like clicked I'm like what, did I, what could I have done more and it's like he was waiting in this ho- in this hallway for 180 days. Like, oh. well, <laughs> Fuck. I, mean, I think that half a year just sitting in a corridor. I'm sorry, yeah. that's on you. That <laughs> sounds like a representation of the American healthcare system. Oh, yeah. I-, I genuinely think we'd have listeners being like, "Yeah, that's not that unbelievable." Uh, waiting lists and stuff like that for transplants and whatever. I guess. Yeah. A long. Oh yeah. yeah, for sure. I just found it funny that in this case, yeah. he specifically didn't leave the building. <laughs> Maybe, <laughs> maybe ring one of those bells on the counter there, Jan. <laughs> <laughs> He's probably sick. Get I put out mind. a leaflet stand. He had plenty of stuff to look through. <laughs> I'm dying of getting nurses' attention disease. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do it. I'm afraid of it, and that's what I'm dying from. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, check it out if you, uh, if you like that kind of thing. I think it'll definitely scratch that itch for you. Mm. I believe it is free on Game Pass right now. It is. Right oh, now. great. Yes. Yeah. Cool. It is. I downloaded it on Switch before I knew that. Yeah. But then that being said, good one to have. Moving portable. around. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Well, and I, I, I'm not sure if it's the PC and the Xbox version of Game Pass, but that's pretty cool. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Fuck Game Pass is, is well, cool if you if you went to hospital and they didn't cure you and you died, yes, <laughs> perhaps you might end up in hell, or as the ancient Greeks called <laughs> if it. If it was ancient Greek <laughs> hospital. You might end up in Hades, which is a game I've been playing this week. This game is developed by Supergiant, who made Bastion and Transistor and Pyre, which I reviewed on this pod. That and was hated. the sport one. 
It was like fantasy football, but the fantasy was like, you know, swords and stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know if you guys played Bastion. That was their sort of big breakthrough one, I believe. That was great. I love that game. Was Bastion this, uh, I don't know if you guys have seen it, that doco indie game, yeah. the movie? Was that this, Was that in that? I reckon they were making guy? Transistor during that because it's a team. The, the head of this team is Greg Kasavin, who used to work for GameSpot. Back okay. in oh, the right. day, he was like one of the top people there, yeah. and so I used to like listen to their podcasts and watch stuff on Gamespot back mm. in like two thousand five, six. Right when this guy was there, I didn't really like Bastion. Really, I played like the first half hour or something, so I didn't give it that much of a chance. Right. But I just didn't click. Never played the others, but right. you liked both of those first two, right? I did, yeah, yeah. And this is probably more similar to Bastion, which was sort of an isometric action game. Yeah. Essentially, uh, I had this sort of very specific cartoony illustrated style and a narrator was the point of yeah. the, the point of difference like it was this guy who was like and now the kid's woken up and he's found a little sword and it, this guy kind of narrated this entire game uh hades is yeah sort of diablo-esque top-down or isometric action game mm-hmm. uh but it's a roguelike which i have never liked I hate roguelike games. A rogue. Let me get it out. A rogue. A rogue. A rogue. A roguelike. You said. What were you saying? Sorry, I wasn't trying to make. it. I was just clarifying. Do you guys like roguelike games? I haven't really had one click before, to be honest. I don't really like the feeling of resetting after every. Other than Dark Souls, which I guess is sort of like a roguelike, but not really. Right. Yeah. 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 I think I'm. Yeah. I'm on the same page in that regard. I hate that thing of being like I've made no progress. Even the ones that people, you know, bang on about like Dead Cells and stuff like that, which some people consider to be their favorite thing, I just fell quickly off of it because it. I got really into Flinthook for a bit. Oh, yeah. That's I right. I really liked Flinthook, but I feel like anytime I see one describe, I, th- I think Flinthook for me is the exception rather than the rule. Mm-hmm. I feel like, well, I've liked one of them. That doesn't mean I'm going to like all of them. And anytime, I s- anytime I'm sort of watching a trailer for something and thinking, oh, this looks cool, and then it comes up, it's a roguelike, I'm mm. like, I think I've had my fill. I think yeah. I've had my one that I kind of got into. Right. I don't really feel like, because, yeah, the same thing, the frustration of like not making progress. It's never really going to end. I mean, I want, yeah, I want a campaign. I want a story that I can go through and then be done with it instead mm. of it and feeling like I'm getting better and making progress through it. Yep. Yeah, not really for me. Well, this one I think might be the one for me. Right. I, I'm really enjoying it so far. So, yeah, for context, you're, you play as, I think, Zagreus, who's the son of Hades. You're trying to get out of Hades, get to the real world, go through a bunch of like little different areas of Hades to get out. Hades is a person and a place? Yes. Oh, that's confusing. Yeah. So Hades is the god of the underworld, <laughs> I think. Yeah. Basically. Uh, he's the brother of Zeus. What's what's the character's name? Zagreus. I was Because try- I was trying to look him up to see if Zagreus is like a real mythical thing. But I, d- I could only remember Z-A-G and now I've got a Google search for Zagami's. <laughs> I was expecting possibly a Zagami's Zag- result. Zagramus. Let's have a look. Yeah, I actually don't know if he's real or not. Uh, I can, there's a restaurant called Zagram in Quebec. I can't find him. But anyway, I, it doesn't I, matter. I suspect he's not. <laughs> sure. Uh, he's sort of just like your generic young tough dude. And he's like, hey, Dad, I want to get out of Hades and go do some stuff. As yeah. little Nicky. 
Yeah, yeah. You think I want to yes. do things normal like I'm Zygrimus, but I'm not. I'm Zagrimus. I go the other way. That's me. <laughs> you start at sort of like, you start in Hades, which is sort of your home base. Yeah. Uh, you've got your own little bedroom with like a mirror, which is sort of where you level up and stuff. Uh, there's a few little guys dotted around, like the Nyx, the god of death, or the god of night, and like uh, Achilles. What's up, I'm Nick. I'm the god of death. Yeah, <laughs> little Nixie. I know, it, it's uh, Nyx with maybe an X. But Certainly it sounded, is. Sounded like Nick is Adam Nyx. Adam Nix. Who you would be. What if know? I was Adam Zenix? <laughs> even better, <laughs> even right, Even better, Tommy? I reckon. Yeah. I reckon yeah, even better. better. Yeah, King of Scrabble <laughs> would you be your god, god power. Um, uh, yeah, Achilles is there. He gives you some tips, but basically every time don't let him get the heel. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know if this will apply to you, but I'm telling you, <laughs> you head out into the, the world. It's very, it's very. Re- the combat is very re- reminiscent of like Diablo. Okay. You, it's basically clicking, constantly clicking. Uh, you got like a dash on spacebar, mm-hmm. so it's dashing, clicking, a couple of specials. Dash of vixen, <laughs> Donna, Donna, clicking, Donna, clicking. <laughs> Uh, and you basically enter a room. There's a certain random kind of enemy. Uh, you got to kill that anima- enemy. Once all the enemies are gone, you get a little power up usually. Get to the next room, etc. After like five, there's a mini boss. After like 10 or 15, there's a world boss basically. Right. And then once you beat the world boss, you go to a different kind of world. So the art style is slightly different. The atmosphere is slightly changed. But annoyingly, even if you get to that new kind of world and die, I was hoping that would be a little checkpoint. Mm. It's not. You, you got to go the whole way through. All the way back to the start. That's start the, the whole fucking thing again. That's mm. the roguelike thing I could never get with. But I am getting better at the game and you do get weapon upgrades and yeah. new weapons and stuff. And you have basically experienced that, yeah, every time you go back to your home base when you die, you can buy better weapons, you can upgrade your character, little, you know, little buffs and things and, and like even... Uh, cosmetic things and stuff like that. It's, I think, the basic f- format of a roguelike. Yeah. I don't think it's doing anything innovative with that format. It doesn't sound like it. But I think I just like the style. And I think the combat is extremely fun. It's very, very fun and Moorish. And, yeah, Diablo 2, clicky, fun sort of combat. Mm-hmm. I guess that's going to be the thing with that type of game, right? Is if you like the specific 30-second yes. gameplay loop thing. Yep then you're going to like it or not. And it is really a very, very fun gameplay loop. That like combination of like basic attacks, little specials, and the dodge thing. It's, it is very Dark Souls-ish. It's just rhythm and hitting a lot and moving around constantly. A little bit Zen state kind of thing. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Is yes. it the same kind of art style that they generally have? Like that yeah. hand-drawn-y kind of... Yeah, it's a little mix, more sort of traditional, slightly more sort of traditional. Right. Um, but I, I really, really like it. It's more, it's closer to Bastion, I think. Not so watercolorish. Um, pretty traditional, but like I love the sort of ancient Greek shit. Like yeah. all the dressing around this game makes me enjoy it more than I think I would at any other roguelike. Right. And is this yeah. one a fully released game or is this an early access? This thing is still an early access. Ah, that's, I was, because I'm wondering why I hadn't really, but that makes sense. Yes. Um, they're updating it like every couple of weeks, it looks like. Sure. I haven't come across any bugs or anything. Like, I think I've, I've dived in at the right point. It's, mm. it's been playable for like, a year at oh, least. Right, okay. Yeah, a year yeah, and a half. December 2018 on the Epic Games Store it originally yeah. was available. Yes, and it was exclusive to the Epic Games Store. But n- now it is not? It's on Steam now. Right. I'm playing it on Steam. Um, 
But yeah, I, I'm I'm really enjoying it. It feels like a fully fledged game. It feels like it's been released. Great. So uh, there's no, I have no qualms in recommending it. Right. If you if it sounds like you'd like it, it's yeah, really really fun. Just even the definition of what early access means anymore is so all over the place depending on the yeah because uh, this says it's releasing at the end of this year but even if it were technically released now it's not uncommon for a game to do a year of updates going forward completely, so what's yeah. the difference between this and that and if the updates are like uh, minor or almost unnoticeable for someone like me because I think it has been updated while I've been playing it mm. then yeah you're right it's just like a patch update that you get on a console game and have absolutely no idea what it even changed yeah. But yeah, Hades is very, very fun. If you like the combat loop that it presents, then you like the game. And I, I'm really enjoying it. Cool. Yeah. I think that's it. Like with Flint Hook, I just liked moving ar- I just liked the feel of moving around in that game. Yeah. And I, I guess with a roguelike, you're never going to come up against a bit that you just can't beat and get frustrated by it. So sometimes yes. it's like the dying and resetting. It's easier to just stay stuck in it. If you like that loop, it's easier to stay stuck in it for hours at a time. Sure, Because yes. you're never going to get up to a bit where you're like, oh, I'm not as interested in this bit or I just can't clear it so I'm getting frustrated so I'm going to put it down. Sure. There's less issues with stepping away from it because you're like, okay, well, you know, it's it's going to be the same thing when I go back to it. Yeah. I think there's maybe some issues with going back to it. Like right now I'm like, well, I could go back to, to that game and play it and... I'm going to have to play the exact same thing again. Right. Maybe maybe I want to play a different game tonight and mm. maybe that happens, you know, for a week and I forget about this game. Sure. But, yeah, I, I really enjoy the combat. That's that's the main thing. It is. That's the weird thing about Roguelikes. It's a very, like, old school kind of arcade almost mm. approach to video gaming. That yeah. thing yeah. of, like, ah. Oh, Oh fuck! I was so close. Like yep. I got so far that time. I'm back to the very start. Yeah. You know I'm better at it now. I'll be able to get back up there easily. Mm-hmm. Like it is. It's it's kind of like right back to the very start of like what video games were. That's yeah. true. Yeah. That's a good point. Thanks, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, something that purports to be the future of video games mm. also released. Well, actually, like. Uh, like 13, nearly two weeks ago now. Yeah. Um, but also was in early access for eight. We're talking about Dreams. Yeah. It's a PS4 game. If you don't know it, it's the one uh, that uh, Media Molecule, the little big planet people mm-hmm. have made. It's been in early access for like a year. Yeah, it's yeah. It's been around for ages. I feel like we've seen this at every PAX that we've <laughs> yes. been to yeah. since yeah. we started doing this podcast four years ago. Yep. Yeah. And uh, it's... The same concept as Little Big Planet, where it's like we're going to make a social space where people can share things that they have created, levels and so on, in the game. And the game is primarily a tool set rather than an actual game. However, yeah. the Little Big Planet games, which I did play and enjoy, yeah. had a significant single player mode. Yeah. There were lots of levels and mini worlds and things and bosses and characters. And there was, I think, was it Stephen Fry maybe did the voice or For narrator? The first one, at least. Yeah. yeah. Um, there was a lot pre-programmed and purpose-built in those games. And it was a, just a platformer. The idea yeah. was that it was meant to be platforming levels that people made. It was Mario Maker before Mario was around. Yeah. And it, it was, was okay. My problem with Little Big Planet was that it controlled like shit yes. the whole time and I didn't really like the style of it. Right. The, I'm exactly the, the same. cutesy sort yeah. of thing, the Stephen Fry voiceover, all of that sort of thing. So it was cool for Media Molecule to be moving away from that and starting fresh with something else that wouldn't have those same problems of having 
dog shit controls at all times and an irritating narrator. <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> that's exactly what they've done again. I couldn't believe how badly it controls. It and across the board. And the, it, this is so the difference between Little Big Planet and Dreams is that Dreams is more uh, open of a of a yeah. platform. Yep. Your the tools are there to make really really different stuff from one another, so and that is cool. Yeah, yeah, I haven't played it. You guys have. Yeah. I've seen a lot a lot of stuff online in the last couple of weeks of people have remade entire levels of Mario sixty four. Mm. I sort of think someone remade the Simpsons Hit and Run yep. in it. Yep. I do not understand how are people fucking doing this in this game. This is how because it's all incredibly low quality. <laughs> yes, every single one of those things yep. is. Being portrayed, and I was excited to go in on this too. I was very excited. Yeah, it's but such a great idea. The impression you get from the outside is that people are making these incredible creations yes. inside of this powerful tool set. And even if they were like the the autoplay Mario Maker levels, where it's like, okay, I hit forward, and now I'm watching something unfold. Right. It was still fun and impressive that someone made that, and I was looking forward to that in Dream- Dreams as well. Yeah, it's not that. No, everything is dog shit in this game. Everything yeah. feels like shit to play. Yeah. Even the stuff that Media Molecule have made, mm. it feels like shit. Yeah. Because it does have like a, it's got like a short kind of quote unquote campaign, doesn't it? It ha- They have um, a, a single play. They have some here. levels that they've made. Yeah. Yeah. And the, the main one is something called Art Stream. Art, Art Stream. Art Stream. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Art, which. Art Stream. <laughs> Not Art Stream. Art Stream. Oh, but it does sound like art stream because you're streaming art from the internet. Guess, Maybe that's yeah. what the fuck yeah. they're trying to do. Uh, hey, and it's dreams, the game, and it's art. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's and it's about like... Dream of piss all over the idea of what art is. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a half movie, half game thing, just kind of running you through what you can do, sort of, just giving you ideas. This right. isn't the worst thing in this game. No, absolutely I, I liked not. the integration of music in it. The like visual direction is nice. Uh, it's, it's pretty a, artful. You're like, like this blues musician yeah. who's down on his luck and all this stuff. It's a, and then you go into these other scenarios, and it's like an interesting thing. But it is with their full ability of the people who made this tool set putting m- deliberately making something to show it off mm. at what they consider to be its peak capacity. Yep, and even it is a lame. Thing it is, it's completely inessential, and you're right. The controls are really bad. The platforming is just not fun. There's just no. nothing fun about it. People have made first-person shooters in this. They've mm. recreated all the fucking Sonics and the Donkey Kong yeah. minecart levels. They've yep. made uh, rhythm games. There's all sorts of different things in this, and F zeros in there. Yeah, <laughs> it's impressive that people are able to make these facsimiles of other things. Sure, I, I, every time I open a new one of these little, like you know, little capsule games, yeah, it's like, oh, how did they? Get that car to look exactly like the F Zero car, or, cool. or like a close, you know. It version. has like a three D model sculpting thing that you. That's because that's what I've been wondering. Yeah, yeah. how are you? you have you ever seen crazy people that it's paint you... in VR? Yeah, it's yeah. that. Okay. So yeah. you can you can have a thickness of a brush controlled by the pressure of a trigger and and stuff like that right, where yeah. it's it's like sculpting or, or, or like painting in three dimensions. It right. sounds more complicated than it is to do in real life. Um, it's because you did some 3D animating, didn't you, Tommy? Yeah. It's kind of like I, that. I dropped out before I got up to the animating phase <laughs> and well, I failed the modeling phase. Well, but in answer to your question, did, yes. Did you work on Dreams? <laughs> did you make literally everything I've seen in Dreams? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, you can make things that look like, And in screenshots and, and in all the fucking weird media that's been around this of like, 
oh, an incredible turn in video games where people have been empowered to make whatever they mm. want. It's the weirdest time to be saying that about this bullshit tool that sucks. Yeah. Because, like, it is a powerful tool. Yes. But it only allows you to make things that are still within, a, number one, primarily a stylistic scope yep. that they have very narrowly defined. Yes. Everything yeah. has this paintbrush kind of look, which isn't bad, but you get sick of it quickly and it doesn't yep. apply to everything that these people are trying to make in there. Well, it weakens things like the horror games. Although mm. there was one, actually, PT, the, yeah. the recreation of PT is good. I disagree but still. Really? It yeah. actually it, like it made me very tense and it, like evoked that but same feeling. But you are feeling. a sucker for horror games. Yes. You yes. will get scared by like uh, Mario. I'm, s- I'm scared right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it it at least aesthetically it's like good and sure all you can do in this game is walk forwards and backwards in a corridor and the turning speed feels shitty and like <laughs> yeah. and it it, it They've taken sound effects out of real PT. That's the mm. one thing that makes mm. these things seem closest to their source material because at this point, everything in there, not everything, but most of the stuff in there is doing the, hey, it's Mario 1-1, fucking yep. here you go. We've recreated a thing from somewhere else. Hey, here's mm-hmm. a fucking scene from Home Improvement mm. that we've remade in Dreams. But it's TikTok. It's it, yeah. it's all fucking these short little things that aren't really finished and they aren't really funny, but a lot of people are trying to be funny. Mm. And I'm out of touch with it because I'm just slightly older than everybody who's making these things. <laughs> and so the sense of humor that's in them does not gel with me. There's a lot of meme compilations and shit in yeah. there. Right. How yeah. are people getting the sound stuff? You can record your sounds. You can upload files. You oh, can, okay, right. Yeah. Yeah. right. It's, it's, it is a powerful... Tool set. That's, you can use other people's things as well, which is right. really cool. You can go into someone else's level and take out assets from there and everything. Okay. And it'll do clever stuff where it gives a line of credit to anyone that you've used an asset from. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, like, it's not... Um, it, it is very well thought through yeah. what they've done to create um, the experience of finding these levels and all of that compared to something like Mario Maker. Yes. Where it's like this very uh, difficult to pass through list of levels and you can't really find something specific. Yeah, Yeah. the archaic, yeah, the sharing the codes is very old-fashioned. This one is well made for that stuff. Mm -hmm. It's just that the content that this thing allows you to produce, even at this early point, to be fair, isn't in any way worth spending that time digging into because even the stuff that works doesn't work as well as the millions of indie games that exist now. Like, it, that's what it's yeah. such a weird thing to have now. It feels like a, you know, my first level maker, whatever. Mm-hmm. It feels very childish in this weird way. Mm-hmm. Right. It feels like 3D movie maker. Do you remember that? Yeah. Yeah, thing? yeah, 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 yeah. Where yeah. it's like, you can make this very limited thing and it's fun for a kid to muck around on, but it's so relatively easy these days to go out and make your own thing or to express yourself on the internet in any million number of ways that I have no understanding of why anyone would choose to do it in dreams. And when the stuff that I have at least seen in my time with it hasn't been enjoyable for a moment for me, (laughs) why anyone would put the time into playing that stuff as well. So I just don't get it. It Uh, seems more like it's just like, oh, cool. Oh wow, they've managed to get it looking pretty spot on. But it's not but you're even not having oh, wow, fun. But you no, no, yeah. but I mean that would be the the extent yeah. of the enjoyment that you would get out of it. Not like, oh, well, I'm actually really having fun playing this. But I all mean, of it is is simple enough to do in this tool set that you're just like, oh yeah, four hours about. 
okay. to do that. Right. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like, it's, none of it is like, oh, that's clever or whatever that I have seen, and that will come along. Probably. But I, 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 I just don't. It has to, right? Because like, it is a easy to use tool set. Yeah. That has a surprisingly large scope in terms of like, you can make a story based video game. You could make a wordless um, platform experience. Yeah. You could make a racing game. You could make. A fucking, uh, uh, you know, like Gallagher ripoff. You could yeah. make a, a, a walking simulator with an interesting story. No one has made any of these yet to right. a, a level worth playing. The, the, we, I mean, there's probably some out there that we haven't seen. But then you also get the fucking thing. Well, I've played all of the, pop, the popular ones. Like right, all same, of the like, yeah. most thumbs up ones of the past Month, week, day, hour, I've played all of them to try and find a good one and they don't exist. I've really been looking. I mean, yeah. people are probably making them at some point, right? Surely, and yeah. you go into some of these and it's the kind of thing where people feel comfortable having placeholder text. They're like, I haven't figured out the controls yet. Come yeah. back later. Yeah. And it just is this shitty experience to play that is it that doesn't feel like you're part of, for me at least, this community trying to build these cool things. I think because the tool set is so wide in scope, it means that everything is half-assed because you can kind of do whatever. Mm. So people do something, it can't quite get it there, but go, oh, that's pretty cool. That's good enough. That's almost that. Yeah. Whereas with something like Mario Maker, you get these really clever levels because it is being made within this this smaller... Like, yeah, restricted yeah. scope. Yeah. yeah. Necessity breeds creativity. That's the thing, right? Yeah. And when you've got everything, you just make uh, what I've seen so far, these bloated kind of floppy lame feeling versions of things that I, yeah, I just haven't found anything on there that's been fun to play. Mm. And I can't think of anything that would be, that would benefit from being made in dreams versus the 8,000 other ways you can create any form of this content. Right. That's, that's, that's the thing. Yeah, like that's, if yeah. if yeah, that's you have point. the discipline to make a game, you can make it on unity. Yeah. Now. yeah. Like you can just make it. Yeah, and all this stuff that we're saying, it like, oh, it would be cool if someone crammed this cool thing into Dreams, but why? Yeah. Why do it? And why yeah. make this animated video in Dreams? Because you can make it anywhere else. Yeah. This stuff already exists. If this had come out on the fucking early days of the PS3, Ooh, then yeah, it would have been yeah. amazing because yeah. we were just kind of getting started with that stuff. But I don't quite see, other than a younger audience, which is I do believe who this skews towards, mm -hmm. right? from what I've seen and from how the game presents itself. I would agree with that, yeah. It certainly is pretty childlike yeah. in the way, like also like the little hub like world that you live in and stuff, the mm. characters that are presented to you as well, part of the game's interface are all very childish. And, mm. and the content as well has that smell of like the fucking 2001 Newgrounds of like, let's chainsaw Britney Spears type yeah. of stuff. Yeah. It's not like that anymore because kids have changed for the better. But it's like, here's Spider-Man fighting or whatever. Yes. Here's, you know, oh, Shrek's a pirate today. Yeah. It's all this brilliant stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it right. it, yeah. It, it but, uh, yeah, it's weird because what it presents in its own, the media molecule stuff, like there's one thing where it's called like... Uh, Dash something. Yeah. <laughs> what is it called? Is that the car one? The or like the space it's, car one? No, it's uh, it's where you play as that dumb triangle. Oh yeah. And you just have to race around a track as fast as you can, and like sometimes you got to hit boosters, and sometimes you're like 
going on a little shortcut and you're like bouncing on things and you're just trying to do it as fast as you can yeah. like this little loop well, like mm. you're this duck in a shithouse platformer mm. open this fridge and there's a bubble inside but none of it means anything because it's not a real game and yeah or like the ancient temple one like escape the ancient temple and it's like well you're just controlling this little guy around these like completely unimaginative platforming levels and these are made by the developer yeah and and even though you can edit the <laughs> controls, it all feels loose and floppy. Yes. If you're creating something, you're allowed, you can say what momentum you want things to move at and whatever. Right. Have you guys spent much time at all with the creation side of it? How uh, does that feel to do? Not, I know, like, as we've talked about, none of us are like super into the idea of spending hours creating no. things. But well, not in this fashion at the very well, least. Well, yeah. What's that? What's the interface and everything of it like? Um, it's pretty much what you would. Imagine it to be so you're con- flying around in a 3D camera. It's got shortcuts for moving around quickly. You can create your 3D models or take someone else's, and it all it's relative. It's pretty intuitive. Okay, it gives you a long enough fucking tutorial so that you yeah, get it. Yeah, I've only okay. played the tutorial. I only had yesterday to play oh, five fucking or you know it's not that long, but it's a long and yeah. it, the the voiceover lady is so fucking obsessed with this game yes. that it feels yeah. weird that the developers yeah. of this game have gone, you can create anything. Right. Yeah, that's this true. is an unlimited... T- and that already kind of made me annoyed because I was like, oh, well, shut up. Nothing's revolutionary you, anymore. You, you, stop writing your own fucking bio when I've already bought the game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that intro really does build it up to be the next big thing yeah. in gaming. Fucking Noel Gallagher just going like, this is the best fucking song in the world in between every goddamn song. So I, it just, I don't quite get what niche it's filling. You're, you're absolutely right. Like Other than a, a 12-year-old's yeah. pastime. Yeah. You, you pro- yeah, I mean. Not that I, if you're fucking 50 and you enjoy it, that's fine. But I'm just saying. It appears to be me, purpose-built for, for young children. Yeah. I, yeah. I think, yeah. I mean, uh, you you can maybe see someone fucking around with it and making whatever they want and making a little story that maybe they've never thought about game design before mm. and maybe yeah. you know they post these thi- and you know in in defense of the argument of like why wouldn't you just make it anything else and then put it you know put it for sale on steam or mm. whatever yeah but yeah maybe you fuck around with it and you get good feedback and that kind of Awakens something inside you, and you're sure. like, you know what? Fuck, I'm actually good I, at this. It's okay, if it's discovered that. something like yeah. that, then cool. But yeah, you're right. That's For everything else, if it's like, I really want to make a game, it's like, well, fucking make a game. That's why yeah. I say it's like TikTok. Yeah, it's that, but for people on TikTok who never thought about being a comedian or a dancer, yeah, but yeah. put content out there that for whatever reason gets eaten up, but fucking sucks. And they go on to become more successful than you. (laughs) (laughs) And that's fine. It doesn't really matter. You know, you've got other things to do than be a dancer. But it it sometimes gets in your mind. But it... it, Because it's not fun to play is the issue. Like, that's great if that is happening for people who end up wanting to make games. But even what currently is being made on this platform is not fun to play for someone who just wants to play games. Exactly. Right. It's it, as an educational toy box for mm. someone who wants to dip their toe in, sure. Mm. At what they've created for the social space stuff, the tools for that. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. None of it is is like bad because it's um uh, incompetent uh, other than I don't get why everything moves poorly, but none of it is bad yeah. because it's been lazy or it's yeah. Sh- yeah. you know been made without care. Like I think that, that it was v- it would be very possible for this game to be to have a really really bad 
like control scheme for the creation process. Yeah. To have like shitty menus, to have to have all of that stuff be really poorly thought out. I mean, and it's not. There's an argument partially that it is because it's uh, no, it, it's it's decent. It yeah. does a, a thing well. It's got this weird watermark in the corner at all times. It says "Made yeah. in Dreams," yeah. so that you can't take a screenshot of it and go like, "This is my game that I create." <laughs> yeah, it's right. got constantly yeah. a watermark there, which is fucking weird for a game that I've bought to be like, "By the way, yeah. fuck you." Yeah, but and, and people do relatively creative stuff with it. There's one where you're Godzilla, and it cuts to like a news report angle of you destroying the city sometimes, but. That game feels shit, yeah, right. <laughs> and it plays like shit, and it looks and sounds like shit. And yeah. good on them for mate putting the effort into doing it, but it is like watching someone's fucking home movie that sucks. Yeah, or stumbling right, onto right. this YouTube channel that uh, someone clearly didn't give an actual shit about mm. uh, as making as an entertainment product. Yeah, they did it for fun, which is fine. It's yeah, good to have fun, yeah, and expressing yeah. yourself is good, but. I don't find that appealing personally. I, I'm not going to get into that community. I'm not going to feel any sort of um, attachment to something that someone is making for a laugh. Mm. If there's better stuff. There's, it's a waste of time. All right, well, I'm going to get this game and get really good at it. And I'm going to make Adam <laughs> Knox 64. Sure. And if you <laughs> be the fucking Michelangelo of dreams, go for it. I just devote all my time to making a 3D platformer where you're the star of it. Do you like it now, Adam? <laughs> I, would, I would despise it. That would be the ultimate insult. Well done. Super Mario 64 style where it's your head as the title screen and yeah. you can yes. like push and pull it. Yeah. It's the same as Flash. It's Newgrounds. This yeah. is yeah, Newgrounds. It is. Yeah. It really is, yeah. And and yeah, we were the right age for Newgrounds when it was right, picked. Exactly. So we loved it. So mm. yeah, maybe there, is, there probably is a young... Maybe. But, uh, but uh, even that... I Newgrounds wasn't competing with much, was the other thing. Yes. There were other sites like it, and there were plenty of Flash game websites and all that sort of thing. But that was the thing. I can and imagine... And this is competing with so much Yeah. Shit. Mm. I can imagine a kid just thinking that this was lame. Yeah. Having mm. not played it, like just the idea of like... No, I don't want to make my own game. I want to play Call of Duty and mow people down. Yeah. Or even if they want to make their own game, do it. Th there's so many ways to do it. Yeah, if these, they want these, to make their own funny videos, do it. These all feel like they were made by bored 15-year-olds who gave up and went and did something else for the rest right, of the day. Right. Yeah. right. And I, I can't see it having staying power when it is competing with the entirety of the internet and the un bridled <laughs> creativity that is possible on there this machine seems purposeless i the the closest i had to enjoying one of these was someone made journey again mm. with different uh, landscapes and different levels and stuff yeah. and it was the exact same character model and it was like silent with some music and you followed a butterfly a little glowing butterfly around a mm. sandy landscape and it's like if that's the best thing that's in here and it's a, a facsimile of a good game that I didn't even love, yeah. mm. what, 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 why? Why am I turning this on again? I'm sure there's some decent fan fiction out there. Sure. sure. I'm yeah. not personally going to spend the time reading it because there is stuff that has had more effort put into it. Mm. I think it's that. that it, And I know this from the experience of having been the person creating something that is low effort. <laughs> if you are watching something low effort, you question why you're spending more time paying attention right. to it than this person seemed to put in to creating it. Yeah, right. yeah. I, 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 I just it it hasn't hit any of the content. It hasn't hit with me. Well, yeah. boys, in terms of expressing yourself, the old Zoom HN6. That's the only toolbox I need. <laughs> 
to get my ideas out there, you know? But it's true. Like, any, we just fucking do, like, it's not hard to go and make stuff anymore. Yeah. yeah. So why yeah. would you do it here? We live in the, it's mm. never been easier to get creativity out there. Yes. Yeah. And even you're at Little Big Planet, when that came along, I didn't get into it, but I did think like, oh, cool, people can mm. make levels and put them up there. Because yeah. this is pre-Mario Maker and everything. I thought it was, I, you know, I wished that I was more into how it felt and played yeah. and the style of it. I wasn't into any of that at all, but I was like, this is really interesting. Mm. Like, I wish... and Like, I a, like a well-rendered, like, game-making game, game yeah. was cool. Like, it was pretty innovative. Well, yeah. and it still could be, to be honest, but this yes. hasn't done yeah. it because the, the level of quality that seems to be possible at this point is low. Yeah. Yeah, I, the thing I keep coming back to is, like, it has... It provides the capacity to make something cool. Yeah. This could be the the construction site for a fun and interesting story based game. Yeah. With mechanics that we've never thought of because, you know, this, you know, thirteen year old prodigy owns dreams and they've realized they can make this thing. Sure. Maybe. And if a lot of people right. are doing that, I mean maybe just the whole idea of doing the facsimiles that people need to kind of do that get in order to get their heads around it. Right. Maybe it does eventually become this cool hub and you get on and all the most popular things are these unique you know if it it, it could end up happening but it's, it's to hard that, to know i'm i am of the opinion that we are giving it too much credit and that it even though you can make good looking well, not even good but like detailed models and mm-hmm. you can yeah. hypothetically do all this stuff it isn't actually possible in this thing because if it hasn't been done even close yet mm. by anyone, anyone including the, the developers yeah. Yeah. and it good has point. been available for people and in early access for a long time maybe yeah, this point. isn't the tool set that it appears to be maybe yeah. it isn't actually capable of making anything worthwhile because yeah. from what I've seen which is a lot of what's on there mm. it, none of it has been good yeah <laughs> I mean uh, yeah and and even if it was, I, I can't I imagine that there's a time difference in making it for real, in quotes, with some more powerful thing or, you know, like Unity or whatever, versus making it with this. I can't imagine that to create something of the same level of quality, which is kind of the point, right? Mm-hmm. That it that it offers any benefit. It was a such a strange experience playing this. I put a good few hours into it yesterday and the entire time I was thinking like, oh, this is, oh, it's actually kind of intuitive how they've done this aspect of this game or moving around the screen or picking up this object or yeah. this interface is good. The All the lists of the games are really well set out and the little options you can have every time you click into one. Oh, it's, that's really smart. There's everything about this is presented in a really intuitive way. And every game I played, all I could think was, what is the point of this? Yeah. Yeah. And why am I playing it? Yeah. And it, it, none of them were fun. Yeah, I, yep. none of them were fun for 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 me. None of, none of the, it. The only challenge was how bad the controls were. And in a similar way to in each of the games, they all felt yeah. quite yeah. similarly floaty and weird and sloppy and dodgy. just weightless. Mostly just weightless. Mm. Yeah. And across different genres, there are shooters, there are platformers, there are racing games, there's whatever. Yeah, and none of it works. Right. Yeah. It's that whatever it is about simulating weight and gravity and f- physics in a game, mm. that must be very very hard to do because it's not done in any of the games I've played in no. Dreams. Well, do they how much control do you get over that? Because I imagine that's something it, I where I think heaps. Th- yeah. Really? You get okay. to control yeah. the momentum and uh, the the fulcrum of a jump and all of that and sort of shit. Inertia and gravity and all and but, and but stuff. there still yeah. must the, be the something the default settings in it, I guess, yeah. or yeah. whatever they 
they whatever starting point they are giving you to leap off of mm. clearly isn't correct. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah I suppose. Yeah. But yeah. I, even if it all worked, I don't quite get what the benefit of this product is versus the entire point of the internet, which is freedom <laughs> of expression in so many ways and so simply. Yeah. And across all and these different mediums. And open source and like free, like you can, I'm pretty sure you can learn and use Unity for free. I, I'm not sure, but possibly. I, I think I've looked into it at some point. And if you yeah. wanted to make a funny video, you can do a million of them in different ways. Like, yep. yep. Not, it's not hard to create things now. So maybe I'm being unfair to it because the point is that they've tried to make it easy and they've made it easier, I guess, than downloading Unity. Sure. But also it's within this enclosed system that doesn't, appeal to me personally mm. yeah so what if you're a kid this could be a really fun toy yes if you're not and and if you're hoping to you know have some experience i don't know what i was hoping for to find high higher quality games than this i guess yeah there, there's just i i guess we just probably in the back of our heads thought oh this would be like mario maker probably yeah but with some different kinds of games but and I, it's just not <laughs> it, yeah you've got to give credit to the mechanics of mario that yeah. they are, the fundamental mechanics there are good enough that even a shit level feels more fun than a well-made level in Dream. yeah, yeah. Fuck, like i've i've made levels in mario maker i'm really bad at game design i think and even they were fun to play for me yeah. to play and i made them there's, <laughs> and there's something about going into the level and it's like wow this looks and feels exactly like yeah. mario did when i was growing up yeah you're Mileage yeah. may vary with this thing if you do gel with the sort of mechanics of it or the style of it. or the Surely someone out there, they have to exist, the person who this uh, game it's is It's reviewing for. really well. Right. Uh, but I wonder if it's just for because people are giving a big thumbs up to the concept of uh, fucking open expression and, mm -hmm. you know, indie shit <laughs> right being able sure. to create things without being a big fucking ea blah. i guess I, yeah i feel like it's that concept that is getting <laughs> traction well the first person who puts loot boxes into their level <laughs> in dreams <laughs> king fuck that's actually a great i remade credit card entry <laughs> forms but with sonic music so put your credit card in pretty yeah. fun yeah it not for me you might like it but um you know, if you do good for you, what well, a review! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no idea if you're like so non-committal. <laughs> I I don't see any point in this game, mm. and it seems a bit harsh because it's clearly been made with a whole lot of effort. Mm. That's it. I think I agree. I don't see the point in this game, but I can see there being someone out there who loves it. Yeah, I I, I it's just like well, that is, again, yeah. TikTok is the biggest comparison for me. It's yeah. a new thing that I don't get, and I think it's for younger people than me. And I don't understand why anyone is consuming that content versus the millions of other things that are better. Yeah. I, the, I think it's just that there are better games out there is why I'm not interested. And better yeah. indie games as well yeah. if you want to see things sure. from people who aren't big companies. So, waste of time. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's draw a line under that and mm -hmm. uh, do a soft wrap-up. We'll, uh, we'll kind of... Uh, to, yeah, do the plugs and everything now and then talk about uh, get into our sealed section. Yeah. But for now, if you're Kentucky leaving... Kentucky Route Zero sealed yes. section yes, as well. Yes, yes, yes. Skip Not the for dreams. <laughs> no. We're going to fully it's spoil... good. <laughs> full spoiler talk of Kentucky Route Zero. We've all finished it. We've yeah. all, we're going to talk in detail about it. It's going to be quite a different tone of... Uh, Discussion to mm. dreams, I suspect. I, I don't know. A pointless waste of time that you can't quite see who it's for, but the feeling is just of slowly 
fading away from creating it. Uh, not being Maybe. in touch with the youth. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, well, yeah, thank you very much uh, if you're leaving us at this juncture. Thanks mm. very much for listening. Uh, get on to filthycasuals.com.au. You can find the links to our socials. Yeah. The Patreon, you can get a bonus episode every week. We've got a lot of new Patreons. Patrons. Mm. Pa- patrons. Patrons. Yeah. <laughs> Please. Uh, Zagriuses. Um so yeah, thanks. Thanks to everyone who has done that. Yep. We dropped uh, a bonus episode of the Patreon show into this feed last week. Yep. And people seem to enjoy that. Um, so yeah, thanks to everyone who has jumped on. If you want to, go to patreon.com slash filthy casuals pod. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, yeah. Thanks heaps to everyone who's doing that. It yeah. allows us to do this. Yes. yes. And uh, I haven't really plugged this at all, but I'm doing a show in the Melbourne Comedy Festival yes. for uh, March 25th until April the 19th. It's called Meatball. It's on at 7.30 at the Cooper's Inn. <laughs> Forget that it's Tickets, called Meatball. Uh, comedyfestival.com.au <laughs> and a uh, bit of a collab yeah. between me and Big Bad Ben Vanell. <laughs> That's it. We've been, uh, we've been in deep in the lab cooking up some stuff. Yes. So, uh, yeah, come and see that. Uh, had a great time the last couple of years with the filth coming out. Yeah. So I uh, hope to see some of you guys there. Um, yes. All right. If you don't want to be spoiled, <laughs> then this is fair warning. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> get you get. Yeah. Go on. Go get. play Go Kentucky on. Route get. Zero to completion because it's fantastic. Yes. And then come and join us here. Full spoilers ahead. From this point on. In the sealed section. Oh, yeah. We're in the sealed section. We can talk about Kentucky Route Zero <laughs> without anybody finding out. Uh, Good to be back. Yeah. What a game. Welcome to Sealed Section, boys. Welcome. Yes. What was the last one we did? Fucking Doki Doki Literature Club, right? Uh, I'm pretty sure. We did one on the Patreon for the TV show Watchmen. Okay. And we were yeah, recording yeah. at my house and I yes, had to go and sit right. outside on the front stoop and wait yep. for you guys to finish. And yeah. Yes. Yeah. And your flights got cancelled. While I was out there, I got an email <laughs> that my flight to Honolulu the next day had been cancelled. Yes. You got kicked out of your house and Hawaii. <laughs> yes. It was a fucking, it was a hectic 10 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. But boys, I finished Watchmen and boy, oh boy, <laughs> what a series. <laughs> uh, Fuck, Watchmen and Kentucky Route Zero, both 10 out of 10s for me. Yep. I'd agree. This was a fantastic game. Yep. So how how did you guys all play it? What was the process? Because I basically bought it once the fifth one had come out and played it over sort of two, two and a half weeks, sort yep. of one act and an interlude Per night with some breaks in between the nights. Yeah. I was sort of doing that. There, were, Yeah, I, I kind of think at one point I went about a week in between. Right. And then there was one that I was trying to do an act in one sitting and mm-hmm. then there was one that it just was getting too late. and The fourth kind of one? It might have been the fourth one. I think it right. was, yeah. Was I kind of finished long. it off. The river in one? The, yeah, the river one. Yeah. I think right. I kind of had to finish a bit of that off the next day, which I was annoyed by because chucking this bad boy on at about 10 p.m. Yeah. Little, a very great twilight. I think and that's I, like yeah, exactly the time of day I was playing it as well. I was I literally having dreams that flowed on from what I'd just played <laughs> yeah, in this. Right. Because I, it's such a surreal fucking mm, thing. Mm. I'm playing it in exactly the same way as you two guys. Yeah. I got so engrossed by every part of this game that I played <laughs> that it infected my brain in an exhausting way, sort of, yeah. Yeah. that I needed to process every act and stuff and couldn't just burn through it mm. well, a big game burn through it and I, I went to it. Perth kind of halfway through playing this or kind of near the end of playing it I think I had two acts left the root zero of Australia <laughs> <laughs> and I thought oh yeah I'll, I'll knock this off on the flight there yeah. and back and yeah. then got on the plane and went this doesn't feel right yeah. I need to be low lighting telly yeah. mm. something about just doing it on a plane probably 
being distracted by the food coming along. It just didn't feel right. I yeah. played it on Switch as well, and the the text size on the smaller screen is not ideal. Mm. It's pretty small. Oh yeah, right. Because I, I played it on PC. Yeah. So I played it on PC every. I didn't. Yeah. Uh, always on a nice big screen, nice nice loud sound. Um, do we want to go through it from the start? Yeah, maybe. Where do we start I think here? that's yeah. the way to do it. Yeah. I'd, I'd it love changes to just so much. Talk about every act and go through. Yeah. Well, let's look up. A, I'll, I'll get up a fucking. Yeah, yeah. Because the so first typically act for me, not the sort of game I tend to enjoy. Right. Like, I have a right. hard time with these kind of visual novelty things. Yeah, sure. Find them a bit boring. Find, I just get, I get easily distracted. I get frustrated by not really doing anything mm. and at no point was this that a problem for me with this yeah and there no. are it's interesting like it kind of really does there are bits where you're moving around a lot particularly at the end so mm-hmm. you do feel like you are you know navigating a world and talking to people and stuff is happening yeah but then especially in the middle too there are these huge chunks where you're not even moving a character Right. For big, big chunks of it. Yeah, you are right. just scrolling through text. And I think that's interesting that it kind of doesn't... It's not too fussed with committing one way or the other to being like, oh, you're just scrolling text. Mm-hmm. Or you're always in an area that you're moving around and talking to people. Yeah. If it needs to just take its time and just scroll through text, it's like, all right, well, you're just going to have an hour where you don't move a character at all. Yeah. And then that final act where it's all about movement. Mm-hmm. But no, it, it like almost linear movement where you're just kind of going through this loop of... But we'll get there, I guess. Yeah. I, I like how much it does change it up without it feeling like it's kind of this forced set piece or whatever. Every... Right, as in like, you know, sort of big third person action game. It's like, okay, and now this is the bit where it's, it's like a cinematic and right. you ride the giant winged griffin Or thing. like a gimmick where it's like, hey, you're... Playing as uh, like in Mass Effect, that bit where you play as Joker to go through the ship, right? It's like ah, bit different, huh? Sure, 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 sure. All the different things, and especially with the interludes, they mm. seem so, they can seem very um, out of place or whatever at first, but they all fit, and they don't seem like they are being done as a gimmick at any. Yeah, point. it's very yes. organic. It's just doing yeah. whatever it needs to do to tell the story in that moment. Exactly. I, yeah, that's the focus of these three. Three, I think it is right, guys. They yeah. are telling a story and exploring different ways to tell that story in a game. And like I've said to, I think I've said this to in our group chat mm. that the interesting thing about it, it would have been. I think it would have driven me crazy playing it. At each act at the time of release, yes, with big gaps in the middle. Seven years, seven years. Yeah, yeah. But I, I really like that. By the end of it, by the final act, you can see that it actually being staggered released over that amount of time. Like they have learnt a lot of new tech stuff. Yeah, and the and kind of what they're doing in the end bit feels so different to what they're doing in the first. And not like they're yep. even showing off. They've just learnt over that amount of time. Totally. Like they're I, probably I, like, oh, this is the best way to tell this story. And yeah. great, we can do it. Whereas if they were developing it all at once, it probably would have been a lot harder for them to do. Yeah, I, I think so. I think the way they're writing as well yep. evolved. Just like I think I read an interview with the, all three of them where the guy who does the music, he ends up learning how to do some development as well. But I even think like the music, the way that that is performed mm. evolves. It's great. Yeah. yeah. Well, I because I, at the... At, during the first act, so you do you don't do a prelude to the first act, do you? There's it's just act one, and then there just after opens that each at one. Uh, opens at the gas at station. The gas station. Yeah, yeah, yeah oils. Right. Yeah. So 
I, I thought it was going to be because you go onto that map after Equus Oils and everything. Mm-hmm. I thought the whole thing was going to be drive around this map, tr- typical adventure game. Yep. Go find all this stuff. Yep. Um, and the first act kind Santa of is Santa Max hit the road style. Yeah. Right. Totally. Exactly. It's like a, it's the I thought each little bit of gameplay was going to be like a Monkey Island level. Yeah. With just moving around the map in between. I'm go so here, glad get that this. Because yeah, it gets yeah. yeah it, it it I remember it always being referred to as like a point and click, mm. and it's not. No. Not after you're not a, a little bit, yeah. You're not getting things and putting them together and then jamming that into a light switch to get the door to open or whatever. And there's Which, no puzzles yeah. or difficult no. bits or anything that you can really fuck up other than maybe sometimes the environments, the way that the camera is set makes it a little difficult to know where to walk. Yeah. yeah. I found that like in the museum. Oh, yeah. A bit. Yeah. Oh, yeah to yeah. get up to like the... But I just kind of wasn't quite sure where to go. Right. figure it out because... There's only so many ways you can try. Yes, but I spent, I think, most of the first act uh, having my preconception <laughs> about it being a, a traditional point-and-click game sl- very gradually taken away from me. Yeah. Mm. Uh, even when you're on the... What is it, underground? It's like the little thing on rails. The, the oh, the minecart? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a little little moving minecart. Yeah. Even at that point, and you're like, oh, maybe I, you can turn the track and go down this one. Right. I kept being like, okay, so I guess I'm going to have to like find something here that's going to unlock this thing, or I'm going to go down here. Why is it giving me the option to do any of them in any like order? Mm. Oh, I, I guess this is, I just got to figure it out. And uh, by the end, you're like, oh, there was no like specific goal no. <laughs> at all. Yeah. You were just learning about totally. these people and you the history of this place. Drift through this game. Yeah, you you just flowed through it in a, in a in a way that kind of fits so much with the mood and the theme that like there's no wrong way to do it, and you mm. can't actually do it all. You can't go through and just pick every dialogue choice. Yeah, and see what everyone says. You're always moving, and you're gonna miss out on some stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, less so in that first act. So yeah, you you're. Conway first. Yes. Um, what do you do? You go to Equisoils, you talk to the old man, there's the weird ghosts in the basement yep. who you're, disappear. Yeah, you're delivering an antique and you're lost and you're trying yeah, to find... Trying to find to. five yeah. dog Dogwood Drive? Yep. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and on your travels, the first kind of weird thing that happened... I, I, well, I guess there's the, the three people in the basement who disappear. But you end up going to that house yep. and meeting up with uh, Weaver Marquez mm-hmm. who... Creeped me out heaps. Yeah, right. For whatever reason, I just wasn't quite sure what this game was. I knew nothing about it. Mm. And the way that they do all of the otherworldly stuff in this mm. yeah. is not at all scary. It's not at all like shock or, or like terror. Mm. It's just this... It's one of those, I don't want to fucking bring up David Lynch. I'm going to try so hard not to, but okay. it's like David Lynch. Well, he failed there. Fuck! <laughs> it's so comfortable with how weird it is that it unsettles you even more. Right. Yeah. Because no one seems to be that bothered by the... the. No one's pointing out like, why do we have a crow operating that fucking machine? Yeah, sure. Yeah. It, it's all just... It, it's unsettling the whole it's time. It's got that mm. kind of like, yeah, synthy, weird, supernatural kind of tone to it yeah with but doing it in a fresh way that feels very unique almost it almost kind of like if stranger things wasn't deliberately doing like a throwback to like 80s films and right. trying to be very like evoking the feelings of a specific film it, it does feel like it's got that 
like e- even just down to like this kind of the soundtrack, mm. mm-hmm. I feel kind of has that real feel to it. It reminds me, uh, and I know why because I watched it two nights ago. It reminds me of Killing of a Sacred Deer, mm. where it is maybe in an alternate world. Or maybe it's in the real world, but some things that happen are just completely inexplicable. Because in that movie, something very, very strange happens that probably has to be supernatural. But it's also like no one's saying that necessarily and they're dealing with the effects of it as if it's perfectly normal or real. But the whole time, you just feel like something is horribly wrong. Right. Yeah. And and that's there's something that is tragic that's mm. happening mm. or has happened or is about to happen and you're not quite <laughs> sure what it is yeah but just everything is a bit fucked yeah and there's a mood that is very uncomfortable and and i always find that stuff more powerful and unsettling than if it's so what is it? it's like magic realism where yeah. it's yes. like this is yeah. all just taken as um as what for granted for essentially as, yeah yeah it's yeah. un it's unremarked upon but it yeah. is Magical. You got I a, find you that got a more level un- of a of an office building that is just bears. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Uh, I find that more unsettling than if you've got a character going, "Whoa, what the fuck? Yeah, what are all these bears doing here? These bears sure, ate yeah. my documents. Yeah, yeah. But it, it also isn't being done in a in a. It, it's hard to express because it's not being done in a way that's like in your face and you're like, about bears," and it's not the game and the characters and. The mood aren't referring to the weird mood, and it's not even that. It's the it's the pace with how the receptionist walks up to you yeah. in that yeah. office. It's yeah, the emptiness in some people's words mm-hmm. versus the warmth in the main characters. It's there's the whole entire atmosphere. It's the blank faces with literally no expression. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the graphics that. And the writing's just fucking fantastic. Yeah, the whole way through. yeah. That's the thing. This doesn't work unless the writing is like. You know, like Oscar screenplay caliber, yeah. fucking best book of the year, yeah. <laughs> kind of level writing. So that um, that bit in the first act where you're with Weaver, yeah, and I think it happens twice. It happens at the end of the act, but it also happens when you're first with her. Mm. The camera kind of pans through that Bun the window, the back. yeah, and yeah, and the the score like really kicks up. That mm-hmm. was the moment where I was like, I'm all the way in. Yeah, this is so cool yeah. stylistically. If it's gonna keep doing shit like this. Then and I think I had start. I think I played that bit, that first act, maybe in the afternoon because we were right. going to do. I think it was we were going to do one of these at night, and right. I wanted to get get to it quickly. But then from there was like, oh, I fucked this by doing this during the day. <laughs> this needs to. <laughs> right. This is a real I, yeah. nighttime exercise. I think I played the whole first act in one night, and it was night. And yeah, because it ends with zooming in on the TV. Yes. And then do you see, what do you see? Is it, it, it goes through past the barn. There's some fucking, I, I don't know, the first act I played a while ago now. But at some point she tells you to go look for a sister or a cousin. It's a cousin, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Shannon, yeah. But so I, you like find her, you explore a mine, and then you go back to Weaver's house. Yes. Yeah. Because uh, the cousin, Shannon, is like, oh, she's been missing yeah. for ages. Yeah. Go back like to the Like we house. thought she was dead, but yeah. uh, like technically, you know, she's just missing. So she's not there. And then you go through the barn and you sit, and the barn kind of disappears. It's, you, it, yeah, she fixes the TV, out. right? Because that's yeah. that's the first thing that happens. Because after Shannon goes in the, you meet her at the mine. Yeah, mm. and she's like, "Oh, Weaver told me to come here, which is fucked." Yeah, and yeah. you met Weaver because we haven't heard from her in fucking years, and blah blah blah. Then you go through the mine, you find out like this weird kind of 
connection to her family a little bit of like yeah. miners died and did they own the mine or did they work in the mine or there was some connection to her family that I can't quite remember. It comes back up when they're in that memorial. I kind of felt on. like there was a lot of stuff in this where did I miss something or I haven't gotten it? But I also kind of felt like there's a lot of stuff that you're not yeah. at a certain point. I went, I'm sort of never meant to fully get what's going on. I, I think and I'm that's never going to have it explained to me. Yeah. It's like, Oh, there's this mystery hanging there. It's not like at the end. Surprise! It was mm. like once I settled into, you know what? There's big chunks where I'm just kind of, I've got sixty to seventy percent of an understanding of what's actually happening. Well, 100%. I think the the thing that I remember about the mine, and I think it is said, I think maybe they owned the mine, but the what made an impact on me was like the fact that there was like a company store in the mine and it sold like completely pointless things like yeah. picture frames and like TVs that weren't connected and stuff to make the miners feel like they were living a real life in the mine yeah and like that connected with me that idea of like trying to recreate your life in a situation where it's like not real but how else can you like live day to day without a, some sort of version of of real life yeah mm. Because it was a power company that owned the mine. Yeah. But uh, Shannon had a connection through her family in some way and felt anger about the mine. Yeah, yeah, Whatever yeah. it was, but also loss. And you're right that it's less about the specifics of the plot of like, well, her father died in the mine accident mm. because mm. she when she was a baby. It's the it's the f- tone and the mood it's of the it. It's the feeling yeah. in any... It, yeah, it's the feeling moment to moment mm. rather than the yes. attempt to kind of piece together the overall picture and there were th- it yeah, conveys there were it so well at every point as well and far less well if you do happen to be listening to this without having played the game <laughs> for fuck's sake yeah. get out yeah. but also we are going to convey it more poorly than the <laughs> intricate <laughs> yeah. writing that yeah. took seven years of this game yeah. yeah yeah. seven years plus yeah so yeah you go through that mine uh, Thingo hurts his leg Conway hurts his leg and the, right. there's like a fall of, of some rocks yep and at some point they get back to Weaver's house uh, Shannon fixes the TV, kind of zooms in on zero, and that's the end of that act. Yeah. Well, does it? Does the first act you see something on the TV? Maybe it's horses. Then the last shot is it the truck driving up to the horses yeah. and then going through the tunnel into the zero. That's yeah, right. it's like yeah. yeah, camera pans through the window and then yeah, yeah. that yeah that moment was oh, uh, this might be my favorite game because like right. everything up until then I was really into it. There wasn't sort of a moment where it, it clicked for me just liking it full stop. I think I was in from the start. Right. Even just like the font in the menu. I was like, oh, okay, I'm going to like this game. But it was, yeah, the ending of Act 1. And I was like, oh, fuck, this is good. The thing I ended up getting, so, like, loving by the end that I can tell will be one of those things that I'm very nostalgic for mm. if I, like, boot this up again or whatever. The weird kind of, like, thudding sound effect of, like, moving through the text. Yeah. Right. That kind of weird, flat, bouncy sound is just... It's such a small thing, but it just suits the tone of it all so perfectly yeah i love how as well it gives you so many dialogue choices for most things and or i think you said this on the regular one where reading them is the point doesn't yeah. matter which one you choose it's mm. all just like create giving you this sense of all these different directions oh yeah go. yeah that was my thing of like right. yeah you you want to read them all and the choice isn't the point reading them is the point because you get the tone of the whole story kind of them blocking you out from the other ones is part of the point right because there's often two or three interesting ones yeah you can only pick one and it goes in that conversation direction and then later on they're like no moment's gone now yeah well there was also i think this might have been after not long after um you said that i got up to a bit where all the choices there were like four choices and they were kind of 
all referring to each other. So I was reading right. all them and it was like they were a conversation yes. with each other. Yeah. And that was tr- truly a right. point where I went, oh, yeah, it's not in the pi- – this is like kind of a joke almost. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, this is a conversation that's happening between all these different dialogue options. Yep. It makes – it does such a good job of getting you into the mood of like this isn't a game to be completed by ticking every box. Yeah. yeah. You have to fall through this. Well, bounce off of some walls, but the point is just to let it happen. Yeah. I know it's a story beat, but the seeing the ghosts in the um, in the basement of the gas station at the very beginning, mm. right? You say different stuff to them, and they just do not respond. Mm. And I kind of think that's in there to right. deliberately show you early on nothing that you do matters. Yeah, doesn't matter. There's no, don't worry, don't stress about your options because ultimately the end result is going to be the same. Yeah. Yep. So. Yeah, I think that really. Once I started going, I was like, "Yeah, I don't, I don't need to." Oh, right, what's the right? What's going to get me the best ending or whatever? It's like but it yeah. just doesn't matter. Like Which the next minute might be slightly different, mm. and I'm sure I did miss stuff here and there. There is one big chunk that we'll get to eventually where I think that's true, right? More true than the rest of the game. But yeah, but part of the point is the well. Point is the journey, not the destination. I, I suppose. Mean, uh, yeah, maybe that's a little bit of subtext. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, it's the perfect game where that, which is sort of a strange way to ap- approach gameplay, also yeah does com- like perfectly reflect the philosophy of the game as well. Yeah. yeah. Uh, for before the second night, you get the first interlude, which is the three ghosts that you saw in the basement: Lula uh, and the other two, Bob, or are they later? I, but that's them, right? Yeah, because some is. of the same characters kind of pop up. These and are disappear the, the three people who, because they're on the there's tapes of them, and they're in the cave later. I, I, do they work in the TV station at the I end? I think they as do. Well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, they yeah. Do. It's is it like yeah, Lula and like Bob and Bill or something? Like something like that. Bob and Bill are doing something together. Yeah, yeah. In the TV station. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think I, it's because you're characters. playing as Emily in the TV station. Lula's gone. Lula works in that office. Yes. So that's right. Who, there's a few people who kind of come and go and float and disappear, and their roles aren't defined. Yeah. And they seem to have had multiple lives mm-hmm. or existences, which again is kind of part of the point. Yeah. It's just going. Like, eh, Time is fluctuating a lot because uh, as you go on, it becomes pretty clear that this is all limbo and or death or some sort of afterlife. Or it's just before it or just, uh, you know, yeah, in some other yeah. sideways version where this is all the reflections of someone or some people on life. <laughs> and it's, and it, it's never really addressed or made explicit or anything. Yeah. But, like, there's some androids who join you later so it's yep. kind of implied that like hey maybe a bunch of people from all sorts of different times and places are here because mm. they they make robot noises as they move around which was very confusing at first took me ages yeah. to work in fact i yeah. think i read on the wikipedia like oh and you get joined by two robots i was like oh they're robots yeah okay. at some point ezra starts calling them robots right it took me a full act, I think, to yeah. figure yeah, it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but so, yeah, so the interlude is the art gallery, right? The f- yeah, is the first one. Yeah, interludes so the art gallery, and they at that point they are the three that were underneath the gas station. Yes, 
I believe it is the same three people because that, well, yeah, because that I, was it must be Emily. So I think Emily is playing games with them in the gas station. So Lula is someone else. I'm looking at the Wikipedia thing, and Lula Chamberlain is in the installation. Okay, well, oh, right. oh no, 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 sorry, it's her. It's, her it's, her, it's an yes. exhibition of her work. So it's Emily, so it, Bob, and yeah, Bill yeah. walking around. Yeah, and Lula because it's it has her tapes and recordings and stuff. Yeah, because she went with the two other guys who aren't Bob and Bill. No, it's the fucking guy burning the computers. Yes, and another one who maybe you don't meet. I can't remember. I th- yes, I think you're right. But in um, any case, getting yes. into this and you're just basically in this walking around this interactive exhibition. Yep. And you're now playing as these three people that were ignoring you for reasons that are absolutely not clear yeah, and then disappear in the guys. gas station. Which when I was, was I played this interlude, I didn't make that connection that they were Oh really? Those, no. I just thought it were completely random people. And I was just on board to see what they were going to explore in this art gallery. Right. Didn't even know or think it would be connected to the main story. Well, yeah, I mean, I kind of thought, oh, okay, they're... Okay, you're playing as them. That's them from before. Right. Cool. All right, there's going to be... Oh, I wonder what the significance of them is. Okay. They are real people. They were really there. Why were they ignoring him? Da-da-da. Like, I was kind of piqued by that. And then also just... Walking around this room and seeing an exhibition, I was like, "This is fucking awesome!" And <laughs> yeah. just just before this as well, you've seen Lula Chamberlain, and she's working at some office and gets that rejection letter from like an arts grant or whatever. Oh yeah, you go through and you you read that rejection letter, like, "Hey, we're not going to display your stuff, sorry," yeah. or you can't come into this society. Sometimes it takes people like eight goes before yes. they get in. Yes, yeah, and yeah. so you're in, you're playing as her in the office. That you see later on And then right. you go into this art gallery And that's often the way with these interludes That they will set up something that will become clear later in mm-hmm. the following yeah. act Yes, yeah. yeah, yeah, very much so So yeah, you go through that art gallery And then you are suddenly in the Bureau of Reclaimed Spaces Yep Downstairs I love the big fucking uh, oh. titles as well The Act 1, the yes. Two, yes. And then just so a big good. like, boom, uh, a gas station or yeah, whatever Yeah, yeah, that's great the, that's Just the choice of font Like everything yeah. about it is like Same as control sort yeah. of thing Where yeah. it just looks real nice The people making this have thought about every aspect From yeah. a, from an art you know, perspective I also just loved the, uh, the stuff that's written about her works in the exhibition And mm. I thought that was like so believable yes. Like it did really read as something that even though it's got that fantastical element of like, what's the something about all her works have always been hard to have, they've had to oh, build buildings yeah, just yeah, to have them in yeah. and all that kind of stuff. But just the way that was written and everything, it was like that. That is something you would just read in a in a gallery. Like it was worded perfectly. Totally. It's also that entire interlude is something that you would read as a short story. Yeah. Just a very atmospheric, specific yeah. little points of detail. Really well written. Everything in this is like that. The whole thing, yeah. I keep saying, but it's like a play, like a really good American play. Yeah. But could only have been done in this medium. I think it works so much better in this than yeah. as an animation or a book or whatever. Totally, yeah. Um, second act, you go through that Bureau of Reclaimed Spaces. It's a lot of that like afterlife um, mixed with office culture stuff. Yeah, yeah, the bureaucracy of, of, of death. Yeah. 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 Everyone's very... Uh, Blase about these fantastical things like oh yeah turn around at the giant crystal and all of that you which is where this is where I started to get a little confused right uh, I reckon where it started referring to the crystal and the order of the things and you go here and you got to turn around and then oh you like you couldn't find where to go uh no I could I didn't have any issues right. with it but just conceptually and it's in the narrative I was just like I'm not sure where we're going here because you're this like just sold of the earth antique truck driver yep 
and it kind of is a little weird at first when he's not like, hey, this highway. Yeah. What's up? Yeah. Where, what is, uh, and I was a little concerned because like the, the, just the name of like the Bureau of, Reca- I, I started to think maybe this would be a little twee for me. Right. I was a little concerned I wasn't going to be all in. Sure. Yeah. So, I, I, this specific point, yeah. I was a bit the same, like, <laughs> Officers, hey, it definitely a bit like it's the most well trodden part that this game I think covers. But it's brief, and then what it pivots into, yeah, the back end of this act, yes, was just really something else where I was like, okay, I am back all the way in. Because Shannon is kind of saying to you the whole way through, like, hey, your legs getting a bit fucking weird. What's up? Hey, should we go to a doctor? Your legs a bit weird. You're like, no, 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 no. Or Conway is like, no, don't worry about it. Um, we'll keep going. We'll find this thing. We've got to get to. This file, which isn't there. That's right. We've got to do a favor for Lulu, who's going to help us, but she needs, yeah, some file or something. They're only up to F out of, they're like cataloging everything. Yeah, yeah. There's all this office shit. There's an old church that they now use as a filing place because they moved into the church and the filing place is now the church. Yeah. But no one goes to the church, but this janitor kind of keeps it up anyway and he's not quite sure why. I really like that. Yeah. yeah. The thing of him just like, yeah, I kind of do it every day, but no one really comes. Yeah. But I don't know if they do even. I just, it's got to happen. So that's my job. Mm-hmm. Um, at some point after that conversation, you collapse or Conway collapses, not feeling good with his leg. And so they kind of go, all right, well, fuck it. We got to rush off to a uh, doctor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We need to see a doctor here. Got to happen. We need to find one. Mm-hmm. Where's there a doctor? Mm-hmm. And this is when someone tells them that it's at the museum, I believe. Let me check on the Wikipedia page here. Uh, After a series of bureaucratic misdirections... Oh, boy. The three manage to meet with Lula. She informs them that the blah, 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 the directions to Dogwood Drive aren't there. Receptionist of Bureau tells him Dr. Truman can be found at his house off the highway, but the house is now that museum of dwellings. Right. You go back to the highway and this is when you go to that museum. And there's all the people living inside the museum. And this is the first time it really takes a different tone with its narration. Mm. Where as you're walking around the museum, and I loved this. Yeah, this was great. It's people talking about their visit, the people's visit, in the past tense. Yes. Yeah. So, so they're being interviewed about it down the line. By some unknown yeah. kind of like interested party. Yeah. Yeah. And the people who you are walking up and talking to in the museum are giving their impression of you yes. to this future part. I thought that was so fucking cool. And you're cool. still getting yeah. to pick yeah. what's being yeah, said, which is so yes. bizarre. As like, all yeah. these different characters, because you've been able to say some stuff as Shannon. Because yes. at the start, you think, oh, I'm Conway I'm for Conway the whole for time. The whole totally, thing, yeah. yes. You yeah. get a couple of options as Shannon. You're like, oh, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. I guess I'm these two. Yep. And then you start getting these random fucking people's things. Yeah. But yeah, so in the museum, it's like... Uh, he went into the back of the cottage, but he didn't realize that Bill didn't live there anymore, and he left. You like it? It gives you this yeah. uh, this exposition as well as describing what you're currently doing, and it's lets very you creative. choose parts of the story. Where mm. like you walk into that one house, did you get this? Is what where it's like there was a big deep lake and a canal that he he jumped down this tunnel into a lake, and he was it was dark and freezing, and he couldn't find his way back out. 
and you i had fucking conway go on this whole weird adventure in one of the houses just because i was picking dialogue options that led oh, to that oh yeah i definitely went on an adventure and some of the time it like the screen fades to black as you get more yeah. and more into the, the text uh tree i don't know if it was that exact one but that definitely happened because yeah. there's some options around there and there's heaps of different little paths and things that it's happy for you to go down yeah and then come back to because all of them are just these brief little asides yeah uh, most of the structure of this game and it's so fucking cool. Is like, what's the serious version of a sketch? What's that called? A short story? I guess just a short film or a short story. They're yeah. all these yeah. separate, disconnected little a mood vignettes. pieces. <laughs> They're vignettes. Yeah. Little vinaigrettes the whole way through. <laughs> Salt and vinegar. Yeah. That don't have a point. They're, none of them are plot. They're all mood. They're yes. all yeah. tone. They're all yeah. these nice little stories that have a, they're little fables. And I or you write a song, you, you know, we're yeah, jumping ahead a bit, yeah, but yeah. you get to pick the lyrics of a song, you get to write a poem. We like. should maybe speed it up a tiny bit, I guess. <laughs> but um, yeah. Hey, it's, it's rare that we've all played the same amount of something <laughs> and all feel the same way about <laughs> yeah. it. So let's just enjoy this nice warm bath. True, yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, For the sake of the friendship, Adam. <laughs> uh, but so this... Is the bit where it is the museum where you're going through the museum. And you're like, I gotta go up to the roof, maybe. Yeah, and that's where you meet a little boy named Ezra. A very funny little boy. A very strange little lad. A peculiar little lad, and because you've seen a big old fucking bird in the background on your way up. Yes, very cool. I uh, that the silhouette yeah. flying past at speed yeah. uh, behind the trees. Julian. Yes, <laughs> that's a good name for yeah, a bird. It is. This is my giant bird. Julian. <laughs> so you meet Ezra and he's probably the weirdest character you've met until this point. Yep. Because he seems to be like immortal or something. Maybe immortal, maybe just normal. Like that's the thing with this game. At no point was I entirely sure which side of the line it was coming down on. Yeah. Fully weird supernatural or like a slightly metaphorical representation of a really real thing like a kid whose parents have disappeared. Right. right. And who's like found shelter in the forest because my ultimate impression of him by the end and of everyone's story mm. is that at some point they were no longer alive right and this was sort of a, a, a purgatory journey type of thing mm -hmm. at least in a metaphorical way and they all by well we'll get to the end of the end sure but, but that's interesting because uh, at this point uh in terms of Act Two, I'm not thinking that. I no, me neither. But and I, I, I don't necessarily think that that's how I view it as a whole. But yeah, let's maybe. And I don't necessarily think that that's what it is. Right. It's right. just kind of the way that it seemed to wrap up a bit at the end. Right. 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 It's interesting to think about playing this in real time as it was coming out and mm. having a big gap in between Act One and Act Two because Act One it definitely has a bit of you know some supernaturally stuff happening, but it, it still is keeping it. You know, you could yeah. you could walk away going like, oh, that's just our reality there are only in the real world but then this act i mean there are four, very quickly there are four characters who are ghosts in that first one and then there are all those ghost miners who follow you through the mine do you remember that just like the silhouettes of them yeah that yeah. was so, such a fucking cool visual i, I just wanted that. to bring that like, oh, they oh do. yeah no no yeah. Going through, but anyway like but you're more, right, yes. more or less yeah those could be like stylistic metaphors i guess so within a very normal straightforward story yeah well i mean it could be the real world even it, down to the fact that he conway is like the people in this basement why aren't they talking to me right. yeah. like so he right. that is yeah. kind of the one point in in um contradicting what we were saying before that that is one point where he's like why is this happening yeah, why are these people ignoring yeah. me yeah. but my point is like then we come in almost immediately act 2 
straight off the bat, weird shit happening nonstop. Yes. Yeah. Floor of bears in the department. The justification of like, oh, the reclaimed spaces and everything. It's like what True. and and all of this stuff and yeah, and then this museum. Mm. It really ramps it up so quickly yes. into the supernatural and to such an and then yeah, you're being carried around by a big bird. Yep. Who's True. the brother of Ezra? I think Ezra just calls him his brother. He's right. just like yeah. they're co workers and friends and mm. they're Yeah. Because yeah, that visual of him standing I think he's got his arms Peter Pan <laughs> style yeah, yeah. on his hips. Yeah. And that Crack of lightning and the bird flying up is fucking cool. So cool. Very, very cool. You have this weird chat with Ezra and he's just like... I I think that's why I thought he was immortal or something because he's just so laissez-faire about all of it. Yeah. And he's just like, it yeah, does, whatever. Yeah, it does still seem like he lives in this weird world yeah. more yeah. than Conway and, and I'm Shannon. some fucking crazy kid who has a giant bird and he offers to fly you to the doctor because yep. the doctor doesn't live in the museum anymore. Or he flies the houses back and forth every night. Yes. Because it's it's easier to sleep out at the in the forest. Yeah. Because there's less museuminess to it. I can't remember the justification, but it was a nice justification, whatever mm-hmm. it was. But it all, all that it all fits real. It the all the atmosphere, the rain, yeah. like all of my like I said, I was hooked by the the pan in through the window in Act One. Little little dubious about mm-hmm. the bureau stuff, but then this is like I'm gonna fucking love every second of this yeah. from here on out. Like so the colors, the palette. Is that the end of that act? Not quite. Right. You do, you go, do some flying. You get to yeah, you fly. You right, fly out right. to that lake, and you can look That's down. Right. And while you're driving, the Green River you're Lake look, or whatever it yeah, was. Yeah. That during the driving in the first act, and while you're looking down with the flying in the second. Mm. You can see all these little side things, just little bits of yeah. flavor yep. that are like, oh, there's a guy on his bike and he's carrying a guitar. I'm not sure if there's a guitar in there. And it'll come back on the river where it's like he was going along the river with a guitar case floating behind him and a yeah, dog paddling yeah. next to him. And then I, the thing we forgot to mention as well is that band, that like, oh, brother, where art thou oh, band? Yeah. Yes. Who kind of go through. They show up in the first act and then in the second. But you fly to the forest. The style of the map, by the way, I absolutely love it's yeah. cool. at Incredible. all points of it yeah little wireframey thing but not yeah. not quite yeah um yeah you fly to the forest and you and you kind of run through it you have this weird sort of shifting of time as it goes through whereas mm. the trees move they reveal people or make people disappear and things like that and conway's getting much worse as time's going on right yeah. he's feeling sicker and sicker yeah so you get to this doctor who prescribes you neuripnol mm-hmm. maybe you've heard about that before got a big trademark on it whenever anyone brings it up uh, and he starts talking to you about the terms and conditions <laughs> of the repayment that you're going to have to make yes. to this drug that he's giving it's quite you. Quite a debt Conway's going to be in. <laughs> it sounds like it. This doctor, is, and the doctor is absolutely kind of seems to be loving this chat. Yeah, mm. he's all about the money side of this. Yeah. He's going, hey, look, to relax you, let's talk about taxes. Yeah, um, and that that's act two. At right. the end of that. Right. So you've you've it, it really has ramped up the surrealness of it. Do you wake up with the skeleton leg and then it cuts yeah. I think no, you I go into a start dream. Of three. Oh yeah. right. Because at the end of Act Two, I believe it just fades out. Maybe it goes like a bit pink and beautiful. Right. I remember like there being another kind of zoom thing. It goes quite nice. and then you wake up at the start of Act Three with the leg. Right, okay. In between that is the interlude, which is the play in the bar. This was Incredible! This is the bit that fully sold me on this game as being fucking amazing. This right. took me a little while to work out what was going on, right? Which I think is the point, right? Sure, yeah, yeah. Well, cool, because at some point you end up like it just seems to be text going, yep. and yep. you can, and there's not much to do, 
and you're just kind of watching this conversation play out. You probably notice maybe at some point, like, oh, I can if I move the mouse away, the sort of light on the characters I'm watching fades a little. Yeah. Yeah. And then at some point you realize, oh, I can turn around a full 360. <laughs> yeah. And the you bit can when see, you look, yeah. you you can see this very small, very traumatic audience <laughs> behind you. Yes. When you look down at your paper and see your direction. Yeah. As well, and that you're meant to be this guy sitting there and being a drunk and reading the paper you're an actor in this fucking thing you can turn around and read reviews yes of yeah. the play yeah you can see what the what the producer or the you know the director is kind of thinking at the time yep and then you can watch this really fucking good slow but <laughs> detailed and interesting play yeah the blocking of this is bizarre in a real world sense because you're you're at this table. You're just basically an extra yeah. Yeah. background cast member yeah. who's blocking the view of the main actors <laughs> well, from the audience. Yes. One of the reviews at some point says that this is two plays crammed together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and it's like, it was really bad. <laughs> it was really weird how they just had that dude sitting in the middle from this other play and he was quite distracting. Mm. Yeah. I love that the reviews are pretty negative. They're mostly negative. I yeah. think if not entirely, yeah. I, yeah, some of them are kind negative, but they're all negative. Yeah, yeah. And But it's this great play that's, about... That's the weird thing about yeah. it. The play is very good. I guess it's the adaptation of it that they're being critical of because they're like, this is a maybe a real... I don't know if this is made up for this or if it's a real I think play. it's made up for this. I think it's made up for this, yeah. Because no yeah. don't they say... It refers again, to a lot of stuff from it. Yeah. The, like he's I talking about like Junebug and he's talking about... Yeah, that's true, that's um, true. The power company, like yeah. him selling he's on the in debt. It. He's, he's in selling the, on the debt to yeah. the distillery. Yeah. Yeah. That, that bartender is a real character in yes. the next... Thing. Yep. Yeah, and yeah. You're waiting for Junebug, who you pretty much open Act Three playing, uh, or towards the start, you get those two zipping past on the motorbike. Oh, that's yeah, right. Yeah, but yeah, at, yeah. at this point, you have, you know, it's just like, oh yeah, just a random, yeah, a random band. The reason I liked this play so much is because it introduces a very direct visual metaphor that in the moment it appears in the play is extremely powerful and mm. unsettling. And it's obviously, it's the skeleton. Oh, the right. End, yeah. Which has not shown up before in this game. Yeah. And I think loses its power when it gets integrated into the main story. But in I, this play... Deliberately it, so, I think. Sure, to some yeah, yeah. Because yeah. the, the well, meaning to, of yeah. it changes from this very shocking... Yeah. Because uh, it's electric. Ooh. Behind you. The Yeah, it that was the most... Deliberately horror moment of this game. I sure, guess. yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the uh, twist in the tail of the very good short story slash short film yeah. that really hits you and I think makes everything that came before a little bit more interesting in retrospect. Yes, I agree with that because you get that the play is just the story of this game or like the themes of this game laid out in a play. It's a short version of that. Yeah, where like these parents who are super in debt but like don't quite care. Well, they, they lean on their daughter and assume that she's just going to pay it off for them all the time because she's got a job. Yeah, they're like full-blown alcoholics, full, it's made out to full be. Full-blown alcoholics. So they're Conway, and sure, the yeah. daughter is like Shannon. And even though, and it gets brought up in the fourth act, I think, where she's like, I don't actually know you. Why are we like this pan <laughs> Yeah. But, you know, a pretty responsible person knows what they're doing and kind of has stuff that they, they want to do. But it, what whatever it was, just the whole... Brechty kind of thing of mm -hmm. like it being nothing. Seinfeld, I think, is the good <laughs> reference. This Larry Davidian yes. <laughs> play yes. 
was so fucking enthralling and should have been boring, but it yeah. isn't at any point. Yeah. It's so well written. I loved yeah, it. I loved it too. Act three. And then act three. Uh, what do you got? You got Conway, yeah, he's got the leg now. Um, Shannon's like, yeah, look, this is what the f- fix is. Mm-hmm. It's kind of fucking weird, but mm-hmm. there you go. That's your leg. And um, he's had this dream while he's been under the drug of Lysette and the thing of the kid falling off the roof. Right. Oh, His yes. boss. And His boss's son, son dying. died. I yeah. don't think the boss died. No, no yeah, yeah. The, the yeah. son, yeah. Because he's talked about Lysette a couple times. Yep. And she's like this. It's her company. The, it's antique, the antique company. Yeah. It's her company, yeah. And she's very, you get this picture of her being this very forgiving. Yes. Very like. Long-suffering. <laughs> exactly. She yeah. What obligation she feels to Conway isn't clear. Mm-hmm. But her husband hates him. Because he's this fucking... It becomes clear at this point. I don't think it's really brought up before. He says a couple of times, like, oh, I don't really drink. Yeah. But at this point, you start to get an impression of like, oh, it's because he was a fuck-off alcoholic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and he mentions at some point he's quit and then started again. Yeah, because he times. starts yes. again on the boat yeah. as well. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, you get out of there and you, you, you go back to get the actual directions to Dogwood Drive. Mm-hmm. Um. This is where your truck breaks down and you're sitting at that tree. Oh, yeah. And Junebug and... Um, Johnny. Johnny yep. go past. Yeah. Yep. And that's super... Uh, I, I, it was a big change in tone, those I love two. the addition of these two. Yeah. yeah. I think they're my favourite characters. Kind of counting them as one because right, they are yeah. linked the entire time. Yeah, for sure. And it's this weird thing of like, oh, like they're androids and this is the singer from the play. So the play was real. It wasn't just a thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That starts to sort of become more apparent. Yeah. And then you go to that bar. Yes. Because you kind of join up with them. I guess they, what do they fix it? Or they, they just give you a, yeah, they, they say we'll fix your truck if you come and watch our performance. Yeah, because right. we get a. They get a commission. Well, they just want a crowd to be there. Yeah, people I that think there or something like that. Yeah. They, they, yeah, they just kind of are into performing and they want someone to be there. And you're like, yeah. oh, okay. Yeah. And the whole time it's been like this one woman at the bar going like, oh, I can't, you know, when's Junebug getting here? And you think it's going to be this bullshit, like shitty singer or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, maybe the most beautiful <laughs> moment in this game. This is my favorite bit of the game. That fucking song that you yeah. get to make and is just fuck like it's got singing. Yeah. It's incredibly yeah. well made. Yeah. You choose the lyrics. The roof kind literally of literally blows the roof off. off. The, yeah, this was my favorite part. The clothes just changing. Yeah. It, it yeah. is the most directly surreal part mm. of mm. the game yet. And it's fucking moving. Yeah. yeah. It's and a beautiful song. It's a yeah. legitimately great song. And they keep talking about how, like, they're not quite sure what the song's about, but they uh, feel something from it and all this stuff that directly ties in to how exactly the fuck you're feeling when this song is going. Yeah. This fucking game's awesome. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, you watch that. Um, you get the directions back to Route Zero, da-da-da-da-da. You go to that Hall of the Mountain King. Right. This so is that's where in Act 3. Yeah. This bit goes for ages. Yeah. Is this yeah. the longest act? Yeah. Maybe, oh, this, I think this is, is. Yeah. This, this was a real late one for me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it. I. I didn't need this act to do anything else after the. Um, after the song. Yeah. And then it goes for fucking. It's so much longer. This yeah. act feels like the developers like realized. Oh, we love making this. Yeah. And we've got so many fucking ideas, and we're just gonna have to do them all, I guess. Because this act, you go. From 
you do all the stuff we've already said, then you go to this Hall of the Mountain King, you walk around there for quite a while. Yep. One of the guys from that ex- expedition that you kind of heard tapes of back yep. in the art gallery yep. is there. He's made this weird computer cave. Then you go out the back of that to fi- get something to fix this machine that you need to find the address to Dogwood Drive. Yeah. It doesn't really work at first. From there, something happens. Yeah. And I loved how they did this. Your fucking Ezra and Junebug and Johnny outside of the, the church. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. You're in that graveyard. He goes and looks for a lizard or whatever. And then um, Conway and Shannon come back out of that church and they're like, fuck that. We're not yeah. talking about it. Fuck yeah. that. <laughs> that was crazy. Go back up. You fix the machine. You do this whole weird text adventure thing. Yes. Yeah. In yeah. the machine. Yeah. What is it called? What's the machine called? Like Xanadu. Xanadu. Yes. Yeah. 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 And before you fix it, you've got a thing where Shannon has like a magnet or something. Yeah. And you can push a button at any time to just fuck the screen and yeah. make it go all wobbly. Yeah. And then when you're doing this weird game, it is directly tied into this project. That the computer guy was working on. Yeah, because isn't the game? It's like a recreation of real, what they've what been they doing. Do. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. Trying, it's meant to be this simulation yes. of the universe. Yeah, and so then you're you hire Mark Weaver at some yes. point from this university, and you can kind of skip a lot of this because at some point Ezra is like, "Oh, we can go now." I guess. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, everything that's happening in this little game, which is basically a series of three choices, each time you make a choice, it gives a bunch of points to one of the three columns. Yeah. But it, yeah, each time it's sort of revealing a little bit about maybe what actually happened. Donald. It's sort of unclear. Donald, That yeah. was his name. Yeah. And yeah, Lula was part of it, and there was like an expedition where they went down into a cave. And there were, what were they called? Like the strange people or yeah. something? And yeah, and they're these skeleton people who you've yes. seen in the play... And they're kind of scary. Yeah. And they're meant to seem dangerous. You find out later on that they're scary for other reasons. And it, and it all starts to sort of all be part of it. And this all these is the most dreamlike part, I feel. Yeah. Like. This is where it's like, I can tell exactly what's happening moment to moment, but I don't know why. I've kind of forgotten what the context was. Yeah. yeah. I don't know what I'm meant to do going forward, really. And this is where you've got to kind of throw away all your idea of trying to plot together. Because and it picks up more and more as well as it goes on, but like you aren't meant to go like, well, Weaver was this age when she went from the university <laughs> yeah. to work with Donald, and Donald and Lula made the machine and went down into the caves at this time. Yeah, it's all just the same characters popping up because they all represent things that are necessary for the mood at that point. Yeah, and you've yeah. listened to bits of these tapes. Yep. A- in the exhibition, there are specific moments that yeah. connect, aren't there? Yeah. 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 Which is cool, and I like that it all fits together while still being completely nebulous. Mm. They do that really well. Um, so, yeah, you, you get the directions off of this thing. You know where Dogwood Drive is, so you're going back now to the Bureau because you're going to get the ferry. Yes. Um, when you're waiting for the ferry, they talk about... Conway talks about what happened down in the fucking... When they went into that church, yeah, and then you have this whole section. Where <laughs> Another bit that goes for ages. Yeah, yeah, this yeah. Is a, yeah, this is a fucking stacked yeah, act. Yeah. And then yeah. you go, you go into this. It's literally a distillery that tells Conway he is absolutely beholden to them, yep. and will be brought under and indebted to them. Yeah, like it couldn't be more of a heavy-handed metaphor. <laughs> sure, but 
it works really well. It really does, yeah. I think it's the the way it's expressed visually is so evocative. Yeah. Uh, it's like simplistic, but like fuck, having a glowing skeleton just means something. Yeah. <laughs> and it, and it, and it's casual. Yeah. It's yeah. another thing of the like, hey, weird magic bureaucracy wasn't Buffy good, but like. <laughs> It does it so well because you drive around this entire fucking distillery yep. for ages yeah. as this skeleton giving them a, a little to direction a, yeah. to yeah. a thing. Um, and then at the end, you're like, oh, oh, well, sorry, that kind of costs some money. You're in debt. You've got to pay that back somehow. And it's all this power company, the um, consolidated power company, yep. something yep. like that, who you keep hearing about. Yep. And the, the whole theme of, of just like, uh, debt that is like manipulative debt mm-hmm. that you you slip into so easily, right? Yeah. Through medicine mm-hmm. and through uh, drink, yeah, and just through existence in like a capitalist focused exploitative uh, system. It's cool. It's well yeah. done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It also doesn't skirt around maybe it being Conway's fault. Yeah, totally. <laughs> like, yeah. That's the thing because it, it, it is someone trying to get you under their thumb. But Conway wants this. Absolutely. By yeah. the end of it, especially the drink part of it. Yeah. And yeah. maybe it's because he's so depressed and so crushed and he's too weak to be able to resist it or something like that. Because mm-hmm. as it starts happening to him, that's when he starts slipping back into the drink thing. Yeah. But it it's nuanced like that. It doesn't tell you anything yeah. here, which is fun. And they're like, at, at a certain point, they're like, so you're not going to go back, are you? And he's like, well, I got a debt. Yeah. What are you yeah. going to do? I got yeah. to go do it. I got to go, I got to show up to work. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I wasn't brought up to, to, to run away from that stuff. Mm. Yeah. Which also, I, I kind of like that it's always him going like, well, I, you know, it's uh, one of the least dignified things you can do to die with debt. It's like, why the fuck do you <laughs> think that? Yeah, yeah. Get out of it, man. What's wrong with you? Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, those uh, skeletons suddenly become less threatening. Yeah, in the way of being skeletons, but they become more threatening the way of being like, oh fuck. <laughs> yeah, because he's kind of funny. The yeah. guy that's yeah, like yeah. showing you around, he's like kind of goofy and pretty. He's got pretty silly tone about yeah. the whole thing. And he's clearly bought into this system. Yeah, because he's mm. like, hey, sometimes I'll I work. You know, we work in the evenings as well to give ourselves a bit more money. We want to get out of this debt. And he, you know, he sounds like he kind of likes it there. Yeah. Likes the yeah. routine. It's the same as that prison shit from like the Shawshank Redemption where people are institutionalized. Sometimes people want that thumb over them so that they don't have to think about where they want to move. Yeah. It's yeah. easier. Yep. And Conway's one of those people. That fairy shows up with a huge mammoth, which is fucking rad. <laughs> yeah. That was great really way to great end moment. the Just the yeah. big like. Yeah. yeah. We're like, what is that noise? Oh, it's a mammoth. <laughs> <laughs> so good. And then the prelude to act four is what? The hotline. Oh, oh yeah. Yes. <laughs> the fucking phone is awesome. Another yes. just insane stylistic turn where you're just on a phone and there's you pick up the receiver at yeah. the start. It's and so good. The, the cord jiggles around yeah. so yeah. well. It's yeah. so well animated. And I, w- I was very impressed as well, by the way, with how the driving worked yep. in that distillery. Because you just kind of point where you want to go. And the cunt fucker figures out how to do a three-point yeah. turn. Yeah, yeah, I remember that as well. Crazy. Yeah. Um, outside, if you exclude the song, the... Mm. Only example of voice acting. There's a oh, little no, y- later on, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like the TV yeah. and stuff has a little bit at, at the very end. Yes. Um, but outside of the song, this is the first time there's been just a voice fully, talking to you. Fully mm. voice acted. Mm. And this guy's delivery of everything is great. Yeah. It's so His voice good. is just this kind of 
you get the sense older guy, slightly hoarse, just everything about his tone. I love. Yeah, yeah, really like obsessive about the minutia of this weird job that he has. Yeah. yeah. I really liked that the whole game was text. Yeah, it, it works. The, the, it, it did not need me. voice acting. It yep. was better without it. But this bit being completely voiced is, Perfect. like you said, fucking great. Because this guy, like, did you go through? How much of it did you go through? Oh, as much of it as I could. All, all the stuff with, like, the snake and, like, do you have a snake yeah, on you? Yeah. And you can just choose, like, press four for the snake is making eyes at you or whatever. <laughs> you press four and he's like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> did you get to the bit where he's like, can you, something like, can you hear a weird sound? The is organ? It, is it, yeah, is it organ music? Does it sound like this? And then a thing that goes for like maybe two minutes. He yeah. plays it for and then, so long. And then it gets to the end like, is that it? And you go, no. And he's like, oh, well, <laughs> let's hear it again. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's nice though, wasn't it? It's. Um, I think I mentioned this in the chat at the time or maybe just to one of you because I wasn't sure where we were all up to. It's like the best version of one of those Welcome to Night Vale podcasts. Right. Yeah. It's this beautifully written, short form, strange, evocative Short story, yeah, developed uh, de- delivered with a great voice actor, and so it's he, very funny b- because it's not trying to do gags yes, as much. Yeah, yeah. it's it's yeah. leaning into the the situation, I guess. So he's a he's an information line for the what's it, the Echo River? The uh, yeah, it's like a, a like public the, service. Yeah, but the river like that the you're. But again, another area that you're not on yet, right? Basically, Kentucky Route Zero, but water. Yes. yes, and it's but the thing you're going to be an act for. Yeah, yes, so by this point, yeah, yeah, yeah. we've sort of gotten the idea more or less that whatever we're kind of hearing about or seeing in the interlude is going to be basically what comes up in the next act, yep. essentially. So you do that, and again, you can just kind of check out at any time. Yeah, You just hang up when you want. Yeah, You can do, you can do as little of it as you want. Because you, you see this phone later too. You make calls from this phone in real life when you when you stop on that little island. Oh yeah. In this one, maybe you stayed inside the boat for that bit. I may have. Because during Act Four, you get the option to go either way. A bunch of yes. Well, we'll get to it. And there's <laughs> some phone numbers, and I haven't looked this up or checked. You get some full phone numbers later yeah. in the game. Mm. I wonder if they fucking work on this phone. You ah. get given some. You, you get given an extension to call yes. at a certain point, which yeah. I never did. And, and that does and work. Those down. extensions work. Right. There are several of them as well. And right. I, I typed in one of them, and it did work. I wonder if there must be a list somewhere on the net of what you can call. Yeah, because yeah. there's full out phone numbers later on. Right. And I'm assuming they must work in that phone, or why put them in? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So Act Four, you're on this ship with the mammoth on it. Yeah. yeah. Is it the the mucky mammoth? The mucky. Is it? Mammoth. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> There's a little tugboat ferry thing. It takes people around on the on the on the um, Echo River. On the yep. Echo River. You've yeah. suddenly got a couple more people with you. Yep. You've got uh, Kate, Will, and Clara. Yeah. Kate and Will both kind of run the boat, and Clara's yep. just a passenger on there. She plays a theremin. Yeah. Which she does later on for Kate you. and Will still part of the monarchy. Harry and Megan. Jeez, <laughs> you're right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness. The depth of the writing here is... <laughs> so you spend most of this act, yeah, going around the Echo River. Yep. And at, at Just like every a guided tour almost. Yeah. yeah. And the mu- this part, the, the map that you're going around, beautifully done. Yeah. Little interludes ju- kind of during it as you're sailing from, yeah. from destination to destination. And several points where you can decide 
what you're going to do. And I think this is the bit where it's probably easiest to miss big chunks of it. Yes. Not, yeah. not miss, but yeah, there was Go one bit it. where I was like, oh, yeah, I'll do this. Oh, hang on. I didn't. Oh, I didn't see what they got up to on that on that bit. So yeah, and you don't. Yeah. yeah, yeah. This is definitely the one to go back through twice, maybe yeah. if you're going yes. to, because yeah, you get the options of thing I stay uh, like uh, Shannon stayed on the boat to watch VHSs, yep. which yep. I picked. Yeah, same. And so I didn't go to the rum tiki bar, mm-hmm. which I, I did the rum tiki bar. That's how, that bit's great. I thought well, thought what it happens? would be. <laughs> yeah, no, don't tell me. I'll get. Yeah, I'll that find bit's out. really yeah, great. I'm gonna go back and do the others. Yeah, because yeah. Oh man, that was one of my favorite. Honestly, that was one of my favorite Fuck. areas. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. it's great. Um. Oh well, this is a spoiler thing. Should we just find out? Well, if you watch mm. the VHSs, which is less interesting than the tiki bar. Yes. Yeah, yeah. It's still kind of cool because there's all these videos you go through and watch, and yep. people come back on the boat, and you kind of talk to them a little bit, yep. and, or hear what they're saying. Will's making mushrooms, I think. Yeah. Yeah. There's like it. It. It was cool. Yeah. But I wish I'd have seen the tiki bar as well. It makes sense now that to get off the boat at every instance probably is going to be a more interesting thing. But the the, the videos were kind of cool and they did come back in in the fifth act. Yeah, they do. Yeah, yeah. good point. Yeah, anyway. the tiki bar, is just, it's just stylistically, it looks really cool. Conway's there just fuck-eyed. Just, just hammering. really drunk. That's the yeah, main takeaway from it. As you're it. going through, some people are like, oh, yeah, he found there's some free beers. I guess he's had a couple of them. Then by the time you get to that phone... He fucking jumps into the water to swim back to get more Fuck, alcohol. That's right. Literally yeah. dives back into the drink. Yeah, yeah. Um, and for goodness sake. <laughs> um, you stop at a gas station where you have these oh, yeah. nice little interactions with people coming and going. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah with these. Johnny and Junebug are talking about Ezra a lot more. Like, should we adopt should, him? Should they yeah. adopt him? Yeah. What about a dog? What, maybe just a dog. <laughs> yeah. You stop and pick mushrooms at this, like. That's right. Um, um, m- m- memorial to something that no one really remembers what the yeah, memorial's for. Yeah, yeah. And that fucking cat boat. Oh, it's for the sales sh- yeah, past. Yeah, the cat boat. It's for the cat. Yeah. Yeah, that <sighs> cat boat was fucking haunting. Yes. Yeah. You have a meal. Yep. You yes. have a nice little meal. I loved the setting of that. Yep. The setting of that part was great. That's right at the end because you go th- you go th- through the bat part first, right? Because then they're like, "Is Conway coming?" And she's like, oh, "Not really." Right, so you go, yeah. So yeah, Conway right. just gets taken away, yeah, by the distillery people. Him and Shannon go on a boat to. You've got to go meet this one person who's working at like a telephone exchange. Yes, yeah. And I think she knows where the um, the oh, you've got to deliver a package to there for Kate and Will. Yeah, they're like that's we're right. meant to be given this package through. Do you guys want to do it? We'll meet you at the restaurant. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's right. Which like maybe you guys should, but they've got to do the boat. So whatever. <laughs> yeah, you stop and watch. Um, Kyla played a theremin, which is kind of cool. Yep. And, yep. and Junebug and Johnny talked there. But then, yeah, you, you, the way Conway goes is so... Absolutely nothing. no fanfare no. whatsoever. Yeah. Gone. And I kept thinking in the next act, oh, we're going to, you know, he'll come back, or, which I should have known by this point, yeah. but that's not what the game is. Yeah. It hasn't set you up to expect that at all. But yeah. I still, that was still hitting me. Even as I saw the end at the very yeah, end. Yeah, totally. Like, Me too. That cunt just disappeared and I, that was that. Yeah. He was drunk. People were kind of sick of him by the end. Yeah. On that boat, him and Shannon. Shannon's like, I don't actually really know you. Mm. Yeah. I don't really feel beholden to you. He just drifts away from everybody, yeah. literally. Yeah. Off he goes. He's a skeleton now. His dog lies down, I guess, to die. Yeah. In that fucking... Oh, yeah, we haven't talked about the dog. He got a dog with a hat the whole time. Yeah. Sits Lou just just sits down. Homer. 
I called it nothing. I restarted the game to give that dog no name. <laughs> what? I called it. I called it Homer at first, and quickly realized in that first act, I'm not comfortable with this. I feel like the dog has no name. Right. I, and I just I knew that that was what the story that I was seeing was. Yeah. Right. And that's right. how that's the fucking thing. I love this whole way through the game is that every dialogue choice I made felt like I was just helping write this story yes. and that there was a right one not because it was the best one or it gave me more fucking XP or whatever yeah. because it just fit yeah yeah. and you feel one that fits every single time yeah it's yep. fucking dope but yeah um, Conway off he goes he's going back to the distillery he's pretty stoked about it he yeah. was enjoying being drunk on that boat he was a little bit annoying mm-hmm. yep. so you're going through the dark bat part you go back through there you have this meal with them they they tell you the story of their restaurant of how like <laughs> yeah, they were doing the terribly. They found some diving thing. Da da da. It's I nice. Liked, I like that how it was two different perspectives on the same story that had two different effects on the people involved. Right. Because it teaches her how to cook and stuff, and it teaches him where to go diving to find the treasures. But every time he's like, I'm not sure if they were like making up a story. Yeah. They're trying to misdirect me because diving is a competitive thing. Totally. So every time I go diving, I might be taking a wrong turn on purpose. And they fucked me and I die. And she's got this inspiration from it. And he's got this now like perpetual fear yeah. of his job. Yeah. Which is sick. Yeah. They find uh, the little ladder. Mm-hmm. They get back to their truck and they're like, oh shit, it's up a ladder. Well, I guess we're leaving the truck here. Who cares? Yep. This is the last one anyway. Like, yep. Lysette doesn't want it back. Mm-hmm. Conway even gives it to Shannon and she's like, whatever, I don't need a truck. Yep. So they just climb up the ladder, end of act four, and then you get your second last interlude. The TV station. Which is the TV station. Yep. Yes. Big storm outside. Damn. Yeah. And you've heard about the flood. Some people have talked yeah. about the flood during act four. Of like, oh, it's terrible what happened at that TV station. Mm-hmm. And then you see it. And they talk about it like it happened forever ago. Yeah. Down yeah. in the in the river. Mm-hmm. You stop at that one place where they make a bit of extra cash by doing the research. Yeah, yeah, the personality tests and the, the oh, research yeah, stuff. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Which is a weird little side thing. That's mm-hmm. another great sort of stylistic shift up where yes. your dialogue... The dialogue choice is it, it's people watching security tapes. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, oh, no, let's put the tape in when they came back in the room and did that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but then, yeah, you, you go through that whole TV station thing, which I fucking loved being back in the world of community TV. <laughs> <laughs> Just a whole bunch of fucking weirdos. Fuck. Yeah. A crow who could do a job better than any of them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Very realistic. Yeah. Just some... Dull fucking people talking about nothing. <laughs> I, uh, again, the way that you interact with this scene is different to any other part of the game. Her yep. board sketches appearing on the screen as, oh, as yeah. you look at things is so fucking I cool. that was great. So great. And this is voice acted, isn't it? The um, person who's on camera? The phone is voice acted. That's right. Yes. Yeah. That one guy yeah. over the phone who's like, yeah, I think I uh, saw some raccoons out there. I've been watching them for a while, long enough that I gave one a name. Uh, but, uh, just like a... Community TV weirdo. Yeah. yeah, I liked his voice acting too. Yeah, 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 it's good. And you have this storm is building and building and building. Yes, that was great. That anticipation of like, oh, there's even more water dripping through the ceiling right. every time you sort of change the segment. And having uh, heard someone talk about people dying in this flood, yep. beforehand or something horrific happening, you've heard yeah, about the neighbors yeah. and the horses yep. as well. And so yeah, it it just kind of plays out as um. I can't re- really remember how that act ends, or the the prelude thing ends. 
You just do a bit of the TV uh, stuff. Yeah, I think it. it's just like the storm's getting worse and worse. It just kind of ends, I think. Yeah, I, mean, yeah, I, I think remember. it does just kind of finish. Storm builds. Yeah. yeah. Um, you're playing these weird tapes and, and yeah, mm. th- those are the same ones you've seen in the boat if you do that part. And then you get into Act 5, the final part, well, the yep. second last part. Yeah. Um, because there's that epilogue thing that you have to unlock. Did either of you guys do this? I didn't no. do it. I'll tell you about it at the end then, if okay. you like, because it's cool. Can I go and play it now? Or um, it didn't. Nothing showed up for me. It just took me back so to the main menu. Yeah, same. in the first act, you have to. And I looked this up. You've got to go back to Equus Oils, and there's a playwright there who's talking to Joseph, the 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 guy who owns the gas station yeah 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 and you've got to do that scene for it to show up oh okay because the last bit and it isn't attached to any of the story at all it's another completely aside thing but it just sort of sums up the themes again oh of the game um do you want me to like tell you about it or do you want to see it i don't think i'll tell you in a vague way yeah okay because the very end thing is just you listening into a conversation Again, similar to the the, the bar mm-hmm. thing. You're flipping through fake TV channels. So there's like a race. There's like a knife sale thing, which has another phone number down the bottom. Mm-hmm. That's why I wanted to right. look it up. Oh, yeah. The TV channels are kind of meaningless. Um, but they like reference them depending on which one you're sitting on by the time it comes up in the conversation. And it's just this little conversation about someone who owns like a shop, a bar or a restaurant or a cafe or something. And this kind of deadbeat coming back in and they're like, I should kick him out because he hasn't been here in ages and he thinks he can just come and work here whenever he wants to. And then by the end, it's this very sweet thing of like he's gone into the bathroom to clean it, but he's fallen asleep in there on like a roll of toilet paper for a pillow. But the guy's like, let him stay there. And they're talking the whole time about the play that this guy at the gas station was writing with all these quotes that I think come up in Act 5 as well of home's a place that you have to go to or home's a place that has to take you in when you need to go there. Right. Is right, the quote. Right. And they're discussing that. Right. And they're like, I guess that means like a family. That wherever that is, that's your home, that's your family. And this other person's like, I think it means the grave. Right. I think it actually is really depressing. <laughs> and they're having this talk about that with like this playwright. And it, it's this really completely separate but very nice little thing. Right. Right. right it's just right. like another expression of the same themes of the thing. But in Act 5, what do you do there? Again, big stylistic shift up you're yeah. just in the one area for the whole thing yeah uh you are now your this story is kind of happening around you you basically the camera is just fixed hot, point in the middle yeah in the middle so you're kind of going around it in a circle and the story is kind of happening and time is passing as you're kind of doing laps. You being this you, so you're, dragonfly you're that a cat is chasing. You're now a dragonfly yeah. that a cat is chasing. Spyro style. <laughs> <laughs> and you're, you go near people, you hear these bits of their conversation. Time kind of passes in that way and you're basically doing laps yeah. of yeah. this area. And the story that you see here is so well laid out yeah seeing those little jumps in time and all these little different moments of these characters interacting is really really cool and you get this picture of this town that has been completely flooded now it's been ruined never had any roads there because the power company didn't give them enough money yeah they fly in and out on a little plane yeah and there's all these little tiny stories about the history of the town and then that like ancient history of the Mm. town and the significance of that and then just these characters having their things of like i guess i'm gonna leave I don't yeah. know where we're going to go. Yeah. 
and the whole time this guy, I think his name's Rob, Ronnie, Ron, something I like that. I think it's Ron. Ron. Ron sounds right. He's digging a hole, a big yep. grave for yep. these two horses who have died. Yeah. And that's kind of like the the recurring bit throughout it. Yeah. That you find Five Dogwood Drive straight away. Yeah. It's this weird arch. You're just like, it's all right. real I'm, weird. <laughs> it's like it's, a roof with two walls. Yeah. 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 Nothing else in it. But the second everyone goes in there, they're like, damn, this place is huge. It's pretty nice here. <laughs> Everyone's yeah. like, oh, we could, you'll put some furniture I in here, I could set up a TV re- re- repair shop here. Yeah. Or like, I could set up a music recording studio. They all kind of see it as the place to set up their ideal space. Yes. Yeah. And then they go around. They, um, you, you see all these little stories. We won't go too much into them because we need to wrap this up. Yeah. Um, and then by the time the grave's dug, everyone's like, okay, well, we're going to have a ceremony for the horses. Mm-hmm. And then you have this beautiful fucking scene yeah. of Emily does a bit of singing. Thingo reads a poem first, yes. whoever the poem lady is, yeah. that you get to choose. Yeah. I've wrote a terrible fucking poem, to be honest, <laughs> all over the shop. But then Emily sings this song some gospel hymn type sounding thing mm-hmm. that then all these ghosts that you've been seeing and seeing walk around this town have this ceremony and this moment all together this town that w- is decaying and everyone's falling apart and everyone's drifting away from each other just because of the the passage of time they're there in this moment to acknowledge and accept the fact that the death there means something mm-hmm. but that they need to move on from yeah. it and it is this beautiful fucking ending. Yep. It is so nice that all they all join in in this chorus and it fucking got me. Yeah, me too. It really got me. And the people who said they were going to leave, they leave. Yeah. The ghosts all disappear and the people who are staying all slowly walk into the house. Yeah. And that's the end. The that's end. It. Just big. But that really caught me off guard. Boom. Right. The end. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it's just this nice moment of like acceptance and... Loss and and all this grief that you've been feeling the whole game. Ooh, yeah, yeah. Regret, Crystallizing. Regret. I f- yeah. For me, I feel like the game is about regret and missed opportunities and like following things down the wrong path and being like, but what about that other thing? Yeah. Some characters. It's just about the passage of time. Yeah. People reconciling that. Yeah. Some not. Some realizing that you know, like us, oh, just because someone was going on a journey with me doesn't mean I have to stay attached to them forever. Yeah. All that sort of stuff. Just some weird sort of resolution at the end where some people got where they need to be and some didn't. Yeah. yeah. There's peace for some of them. They seem happy there. But it's also finality yep. in like kind of a depressing way, but also sort of uplifted. But not even either. It's just is... And yeah. It, and it feels significant at well, the end there. Yeah. Whatever it's expressing has- is like perfectly expressed. Yeah. It's just very hard to pin down. Well, because that whole game has made you just accept that you can't do all of it and it mm-hmm. ramps that up the whole time. Yeah. Because you're choosing and you're this one character by the end this that one character's gone. You're choosing these dialogue options that lead things in different directions and you can't do them all. In the fourth act, it really follows it through by going, you can't visit everywhere. Some of this is mm. gone for you. Yeah. And then in the fifth act, it's like, you're not even doing it. Yeah. You're this other fucking yeah. thing. You're just watching. You're not even connected to this anymore. Yeah. All these people are leaving now. And then I think it deliberately locks that fifth act because at the end, it's like, and you don't even have that one. Yeah. Which I, I like. I you looked mean the up how to do it. The, the fifth, uh, yeah. The final, Interlude. final little thing. Interlude. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I just thought it all worked so fucking well together. It was so well written the whole time. Talking about it doesn't do it justice, and it's frustrating. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's it's. I've 
uh, uh, hey, I figured out what kind of storytelling this is. What? It's impressionistic. Okay. Because close up, each individual thing kind of looks like a blurry blob. And when you get back from the entire thing and you view the work of art as a whole, it coalesces into something that is still not necessarily spelling it out for you, but it means something. I, it's a cohesive whole. Yeah. That, yep. That totally makes sense to me. That's mm. how that's how I think about this game. It's wild that a video game can be that. Well, we've talked. Yeah. yeah, I mean, we've we I think we've said it before on the show, like that. It's it's a frustrating one because it's something that I would love everyone to. It's kind of what we said about Astrobot. I think pe- I'd yeah, love yeah. everyone to experience this. People that don't play games would love this. Yeah, my girlfriend would love this. Right. I'm thinking about. My girlfriend would not because she had a brown horse and a white horse, <laughs> both of which recently died. Right. Yeah, which put a weird extra spin on that last <laughs> yeah. bit for me after having that experience recently. Yeah, that's well, My girlfriend loves magic realism stuff. Mm. Like, you don't need to know... She doesn't play games. You don't need to know how to play games to be able to play this. Yeah. Like, I just as we've been talking about it, I was just thinking, like, I guess I just have to, like, lend her my Switch for, like, yeah. A, yeah. a week yeah. and go, just honestly, just go through this. Or... You were sh- uh, just before we started recording, Knox. You were showing us your Switch Lite, and there's a part of me that's like, ah, maybe I go in on one of them. And the first thing I do is load it up with Kentucky Route yeah. Zero and go, just have this and take as long as you need with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So good. You need a second Switch is the answer. A Switch Lite that you can hand off to people to in order to play this. Sounds like yeah. Sounds we like need it. to wrap this up and put this episode up. Yes. This episode's going up late. Yeah, so late. Um, sorry, everyone. All right. Yeah, we did the wrap up already. Bye. Yeah. Oh, well, anyway. Yeah. Oh, wait, as we say here at the end of every one of these. Oh, Kentucky Route Zero is fucking amazing. Go play it. <laughs> well, you should have if you listened to all of that. And I hope that that was entertaining, yeah. at least. I mean, we just kind of recapped it, and it, it's so hard to capture that in a, in, a, in a wrap-up. But just reliving it in our heads was nice for us, and I hope it was for you, too. Yep. Bye. 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 Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.